All right, let's get started. So, um, hello everyone. Welcome to Wave Dash Twenty Two. It's been a while since we did one of these, um, but it's great to start again. And today's topic is going to be about uh, movement in Tekken. And uh, we have two uh, usual guests, uh, Dino and Spec. Uh, and a special, our special guest of honor for today is the one and only Speedkicks. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Yeah, real honor to have you here, man. It's um, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I guess before we dive into that topic, I mean, today was the, the kind of the the knights of the Japanese fighting game developer roundtable thing. Uh, I guess mm -hmm. let's just get that out of the way because that's the that's the you know the buzzing thing that's probably on everyone's mind right now. <clears throat> Um, we didn't get much in terms of Tekken Seven stuff, but what what do you guys think? Yeah, we got uh, we got twelve seconds of some content. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed up. I stayed up for seven hours. I was actually supposed to. I wasn't supposed to. I mean, my my mind was telling me don't, but my heart told me to stay awake. Can it? My heart's an idiot, so I stayed awake. And uh, yeah, we got we got yeah yeah twelve twelve seconds. <laughs> Yeah, the Polish uh, Prime It wasn't Minister. the most underwhelming. Yeah, it wasn't the most underwhelming Tekken teaser I've seen. The original Tekken Seven teaser trailer was really bad. What was the original one? It was just a I don't remember. Of logo, it's the right? one where it's like the one where it's like Kazumi in a in a like a, a temple. Oh yeah, she's praying and she's praying. She's like Hachi, uh, something Kazuya. It will come to an end. Just you could hear the crickets chirping and then like tumbleweed blowed across blow went flying across the stage like <laughs> and, uh, So uh, it was better than that. And you know what? When Tekken 7 first came out, 7.0 in the arcades, I was like, oh no, this is this is terrible. Like this is this is the end of the series. Because, like, <laughs> 7.0 was objectively a, one of the worst Tekkens out there. Like, you know? I, I, I mean, um, I, did you guys ever play the, it? I played it when the game, when it, when, when they brought it over here. Um, oh, yeah. They brought it over to America for, like, location testing and stuff. Mm. And um, I thought it was really bad. And I, I kept saying I was playing it, and I, I was, like, I was, like, practicing it. And I was, like, yo, guys, this game is terrible, right? And no, everyone was, like, speaking you're being too mean. You're being too harsh. Like, you gotta, like, you have to, like, learn how to like things, right? And I'm, like, dude, I'm trying to like it. I'm really trying my hardest. I can't move. Have like and I, you shoes. know what the funniest one was, uh, Stephen? When when you won a tournament, I, I don't know what it was. Was it KIT or something? You won a yeah. tournament, and this was pre-release Tekken Seven Point Oh, and you you're getting interviewed by Markman, yeah, and Markman's <laughs> like, so like, uh, you know, you had a chance to play the game. You you did really well. You beat everyone. You came out on top. Your number. Like, what do you think of the game? What's your impressions? And you're like, mm. Mm, I really like the game. I think it's bad. <laughs> Mark was like, what? What the fuck? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was like beyond character balance. Yeah. I think it, I played it once. Yeah. It, what did you think, Phil? <laughs> I mean, this was the console version, so I think maybe that one was wasn't quite as bad as like the original one. I don't know if it had the the input. Like, I just remember like just being. I just didn't understand why everyone was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to play this game." I was just like, "Why? <laughs> <laughs> what possible reason? Like the rage arts, the same character costumes, terrible stages. Uh, uh, why? It was, so, it was so characters? bad. 
was so bad. <laughs> but at least came came that was at that launch tournament, and the that was at that um, tournament that like Kane won against Cherry Berry Mango. Oh, that was oh, oh yeah, that one in the Namco office, yeah, yeah. On the arcade machine, yeah, yeah. 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 I hate that. Um, uh, but like, yeah, it was it was a fun tournament win. But like, I was just I don't understand. I, I genuinely can't see why people are excited about this game at the moment. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it, it improved quite substantially by the time you played it, Phil. I remember when I when I played it, there was at least eight frames of input delay. Like it it, it, yeah, it, it was, was kind of crippling, right? It was it like I would I, I could not block Dragon Tales on reaction, which was great. It was so much fun. And I thought I just thought at the time, oh, I'm getting too old to play Tekken now. I'm an old man. I'm in my thirties. Time to retire. Time to be an adult and, you know, do adult stuff and not play video games anymore. Lo and behold, a few patches later, a few years later, and I can block it again. I'm like, ah no, the game was just rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, beyond that, a bunch of like 7.0 Kazumi and Shaheen, just like People complain. Oh, yeah. People complain about fucking Robin Leroy and yeah, this is the same. Okay, well, thing. no, okay, no, no, no. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. Fucker Robin Leroy are not what those characters were, right? The those the Fucker Robin Leroy are pretty pretty crazy. Um, I think I think they're on a tier above whatever Shaheen and Kazumi were back then. But for that game, when you couldn't move and Shaheen is in your face doing four one the jail minus two, one, minus, like minus two on block, minus, minus, yeah, yeah, it's like minus two on block, and if you push a button. A counter hit launches you and you die. You can't even do like mm-hmm. a bit. So, so much fun. One down jab. So much fun. I loved it. It was it was great. It was like four one, four one, four one, sidestep four one, <laughs> sidestep four one, dick jab, which you can't which you can't keep in check because it's minus two. Yeah. So you're down yep. forward ones will get beat out. And yep. occasionally he slides, and it was absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, his slide! His slide. They gave it a ma- like a, It had a magical property where like half the pickups that work on Lee and Laws didn't work on it. Oh, yep, yep. And um, mm-hmm. and he got guaranteed while standing three on scale at the end of all his combos. So everything did like sixty percent. Um, yeah, yeah. It was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's impressive actually that they managed to beat it into shape in time for season one i'm pretty sure if like if that was everyone's first impression of tekken 7 um it would have it would have been a street fighter 5 really it would have just been a wash mm. but that's the thing that's why I, I like that they they brought it out in the arcades that's one positive to it i know the americans and europeans we were not so happy that it was out for so long there uh, and you know it, it's not nice man it's like you know you, you're dangling meats in front of a dog <laughs> a hungry dog you know but, uh, one good thing about it is that you you get to have this process of refinement in the arcades, right? So mm. yeah, if Tekken 7.0 came out straight away on consoles, it would not have been fun for anyone. And people may have picked up the game and dropped it straight away thinking, I don't want to play this shit. Yeah. But no, it went through refinement. And I think by the time Tekken Retribution came out, season one, I think it was in a good place. Yeah. Or a better place anyway. Well, yeah. the, que- the question now is, now that arcades are like the final nail has been you know, nail- nailed in the coffin thanks to COVID, Whatever comes next for Tekken, they don't have the grace that 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 period of like two oh, yeah. years basically of testing yeah. in the arcade. Terrible. It's gonna be well. Namco Namco really sucks at first versions. Oh yeah, right? like like think like think about it, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the the first version of every Tekken, like the first arcade version, not even like the first like console version, is always really bad, really buggy, and like plays like trash. <gasps> And the funny thing about 7.0 is that 7.0 is basically just an iteration of Tekken 5. So for them to have 
like cocked it up that badly when it's basically drawing on the foundation of like two games prior it was sort of incredible. <laughs> but it anyway, was, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like we have so much stuff to talk about. But like, yeah. uh, let's just talk about Siri. Like, well, you know, the, the Polish prime minister. Uh, well, no, no, I'm, I'm just calling her Siri because, um, oh. you know, CDPR, they have a character called oh. Siri who looks exactly like that. And the Polish connection, gray hair, scar, scar over her <laughs> eye. So um, what did you think of the five second half face reveal we got of the Polish prime minister, apparently? Um, I mean, it was she's a character, I guess. That's all I can really say about what they gave us. They didn't give us much to work with. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to go. Like we got, we got, we got half of her face. She had a, uh, uh, she had a car parked on a roof apparently, and everyone's trying to figure out how the hell that happened. And uh, you know, she's Polish, <laughs> and she, yeah, it, it's it's cool. And you know what? For me, I was actually very happy when I saw it. When mm. I found that she was Polish, mm. I was like, damn. You know, I've heard stories, um, you know, about the Polish scene ha- running tournaments back in Tekken three times offline, where they would get four hundred signups. You know, like really. Uh, yeah, and and for the longest time, who was the best player in in uh, in Europe, or arguably one of the best players in Europe, Matt JF and Devil, Devil, right? Yeah, Th- those two brothers in in Poland. Poland's a big um, scene. I don't think, yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone will contest the fact that Devil was probably the best player to ever come out of Europe. I, I would say that based on his results and based on even when the Koreans came down to uh, to Europe and back in Tekken Five days, I think or Tekken mm-hmm. Six, and they saw this guy Devil, this kid. You know, uh, I think Nin or someone said that this guy's a prodigy. Like he's he's a very very good player. He's one of the only guys that beat a Korean in Tekken Tag Two in a tournament three zero. You know, one of the top tier Koreans. Like the, this scene is very strong. And it's not just those two, but if you look mm-hmm. at the Polish scene in general, even now, you know, it's, there's a reason why these guys were given the Master Event in Tekken World Tour for two years in a row, and um, this this scene is very strong. So and passionate. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy that actually they they added a Polish character for that for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Poland's always been like, yeah, fantastic scene. Uh, yeah, ever since. Uh, it's weird they were they were quite separate from the uh, scene. I think back in uh, Tag One, there weren't that many that I can think of. But like Tekken Five, ever since like Tekken Five, I mean, Tekken Five was really when the sort of international European scene started to cover less a lot. I mean, as for the character, I mean, I think this, I think this is Namco trying to address some of their criticism about older female characters. Yeah. She just looks like like a thirty-year-old attractive lady with like who just happens to have grey hair. Well, I mean, I think I was, um, I, I think we were probably, well, I was the one probably banging my fists on the table loudest about that. Like, I, I've always wanted there to be kind of like a battle-worn, like someone yeah. above the age of 25 because like you know basically all the female characters in tech and once they get to a certain age they're either replaced um murdered frozen or you know something else and uh it's just great to you know i think to see a, a, a female character who's visibly over 30 and has a bit of battle experience it, cool I'm, I'm super glad about that and i'm super glad they addressed that um i'm just i just hope she'll be an interesting character to actually play as now mm. Yeah, yeah we we'll have to um, wait and see. I mean, I guess um, if you guys missed it, you know, uh, there's a, a, a this King of the Hill tournament, and uh, in America, and they said that they were gonna uh, show the full the full trailer um, at that, where we probably will see some gameplay and, and more information, her name and and <clears throat> other details as well. So I guess look out for that, and um, that will be. In- I'm, I'm interested to see what this character is about. 
<clears throat> it's interesting because the community reception, the community are so wary after both Leroy and Falcon Realm of any new character being introduced into Tekken. Everyone's like, oh, I bet she's going to have like a safe, tripping, comboing low that crushes everything. And, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, they have to outdo themselves, right? Like yeah. the first one was a uh, 12 frame mid counter hit launcher. Oh, right? yeah, Come yeah. on. That was insane, right? Okay. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, what can we do next? So then they brought you the, uh, the wall, the wall splatting on block, um, Falcon Realm mix up. And mm. so for the new character, you just have to sit and like, you know, kind of, kind of wait and wonder like, what's, what's the next level? Namco, Namco has cooking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, a Kane and Trench made a tweet uh, today saying that if Falcon Realm and Leroy is anything to go by, a lot of people actually surprised that, um, it was an original character at this late stage of the Tekken 7 game, right? Uh, to bring in an original character at this point was uh, it was quite crazy, but uh, people weren't expecting it. Uh, I wasn't, but uh, a lot of people are scared that with the the direction they've gone in w- with uh, Falcon Ram and Leroy, these two original characters, and how strong they were on release, and and how unique their tool sets were. Uh, but even though they were unique, they were very strong in their own rights. You look yeah. at Falcon Ram, the character that can just mix you up on block and has bare damage. Leroy, who can just like you know, he doesn't need to block. And just can, <laughs> can put you into a blender forever. Um, what is what is this character gonna do? And she's a waifu as well, guys. We don't have to talk about waifu. Oh, she's gonna match like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. It's gonna be something crazy. You already know. So yeah, I'm excited, man. Excited to see what's gonna happen, man. Yeah, I want to come up with an open mind. I mean, you know, they don't have the best track record with Leroy, and and I, I think Fakum Ram wasn't intentionally busted. It was a bit of an they just didn't realize that, ah, this character being really tall and really easy is not good. That's the, that's the thing. The reason, when people said they thought Vakarama was going to be broken, I was like, no, he won't be. Because if they know anything, they know that you don't make big characters too good. Like, that's sort of a... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it should be like a, a mantra of fighting games. Don't make big characters too good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, look at what Potemkin's uh, doing in, uh, like, uh, again they, right now. They, but they've always made. They've always meant. Uh, they've always made sure that like Gigas never got that good, and and that's good. Gigas shouldn't be good. He's yeah. he's absolutely horrible to play as or against. Like <laughs> he's a he's a horrific character. No one wants to see more of. Has the best but, win ratio like, online, by the way. Gigas has the best win to loss yeah, ratio. I mean, of course he does. He's incredibly easy to play. Like <clears throat> and like super obnoxious, but and you know people can do well with him. Like uh, Emperor from Sweden, I think has done has done pretty well with him, mm. because he just you know you only have to do like four things with him. Mm. You can just spend the whole rest of the time like thinking about defense and all this other yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, because he can just control range with just a jab, mm. and yeah. you know, if you need to close distance, you do you press forward a you just get you just use a random gen- number generated to determine how many times you press forward and then you press right punch and then it will, you either get forward to, forward forward to, or forward 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 to yep. and they will all do different things for you and you do one of his two lows and that's the game and it's just whiff punishment. Yeah. Also just applies so, to everything you said applies to Jack good. just in reverse just replace the twos with the ones. Jack is just literally yeah, like he, Gigas might I mean Gigas is probably even like he has less depth to him than Jack does mm. partially because yeah. he all the stuff they added in where like oh yeah you can use this it's fun mm. uh, yeah. here's some charge stuff it's mostly trash yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only like that is but then like but it's like okay you've understood this you've never made this character that great mm. then Fakenram came out and it was clearly just that 
they they just didn't. I, I don't yeah. think they meant for him to be like easily by far the best character in the game. Yeah, I think they did. they did do things like. I think they did. I think they did. The 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 uh, like I I can understand what you're saying, but every single logical uh, like design philosophy rule, um, like like what you're mentioning right now, has kind of like been uprooted in Tekken Seven, right? Like it started with um, just the concept of how we used to play around strings, where you know they, the game had a lot of strings, but there was always like a lot of most of them were like super easily counterable. The first thing you notice when Tekken Seven came out is like um, every every string that has a high you know to duck now has a mid. Everything that had a mid now has mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. mid has now has a safe high. Right? Mm-hmm. They're 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 introducing more mm-hmm. gameplay around those things, and then later on um, they broke the philosophy, you know, the design philosophy of the characters who break the system are not supposed to be that good. Mm-hmm. Where like you know previously in Tekken, you know, um, like Shao, you know, like Shao Yu, Raven, Yoshi, uh, Safina, those characters were allowed to kind of break the the standard, you know, low, mid, high fundamental that we had going on um, for the game and, you know, like the different frame stuff. But those tool sets, while unique and giving you a new, a new way to approach the game, a different way to approach the game, allowing you to play like a kind of a different with a different skill set, were not easily won with with Shishao Yu. You would like let her do all of her evasive stuff and just watch her do it. And you don't challenge it. You don't really get to play normal mm-hmm. Tekken against it, but she's struggling. The numbers were not in her favor. Yeah. Same with Zafina and all that stuff. And Tekken 7 comes out. And these characters are now like breaking the game, and they're good. Yeah. And so you don't really have to play your, you know, you know traditional games attacking against that. And then you know the the big character rule, you know, it did it did matter with Gigas, um, but that type of the type of gameplay that the big characters always had, which you know, like Gigas, Ogre, um, you know, t- you know, Bear, stuff like that. Um, that up close, up close, like kind of turn-based brawling play style that, mm. that they'll they'll impose because you can't really move away from them and they can't really move away from you. Yeah. Um, that has kind of taken over more of Tekken Seven. Tekken Seven's so, a brawlless game. It's totally yeah, te- yeah, exactly. Like most te- most of Tekken Seven plays like that now. So um, you know, people play Gigas and they're like, why is Gigas not good? Because Gigas kind of does similar things to what everyone else does now too, right? So then you have Marduk. You, you know, they introduce Marduk and Marduk is now a terror. Because he's <laughs> because he's got he's got the rage you can't move away you can't move away from him he's mixing you up also he's throwing much tackles at you so so Leroy or I'm not Leroy um Fakuram being so so large and yet still so good while you can't move away from him but he can move away from you and he can counter hit you and he's beat he's beating you up and mixing you up from a range that you can't like really contest it doesn't seem to mm-hmm. violate any design rules because the one rule of Tekken Seven is that there are no design rules anymore yeah. Hmm. Yes, Speakicks, you made this really great video. Yeah, I mean, I still think that, like, on oh, paper, Bakuman didn't, didn't look that good when he first came out. Mm. Like, I thought, was, I thought it was, like, up like, or something. Big, yeah. somewhat, he's somewhat slow. But then, like, the first time I saw someone good playing him, I was just like, this is the best character in the game. This yeah. is the best character in the game. Miles. Clear. This is he's way better than Lord yeah. Leroy was. He's way better than him. Like, he's, he's the biggest design mistake they've yeah. made since, like, ever? <laughs> <laughs> that's some full competition <laughs> but you know like you said about him not being good on paper um it kind of relates back i think to uh, what i used to say about in season in season one right where uh you know Kazumi Kazum- was so good right Kazumi and dragon were so good and i was like if you put these characters in any other tekken they wouldn't be that strong right they're mm-hmm. they're they're tool set they're just you know down for you know jabs down for one like quick pokes and all that stuff it's whatever but the problem wasn't the their attacks or their move properties. Mm. 
it was the fact that their buttons kind of worked when mm. no one else's like war was working. Everything you're playing Tekken Seven, you have to do so much to like not randomly whiff on things. You know, not uh, you know uh, to be able to move away from things correctly, like consistently. Yeah. And Dragonov and Kazumi, while not having any impressive moves, and all of their buttons like functioned correctly. Mm. So I was like, if you if you made them if you made every other character in the game function as well as they do, then these characters would suck because every other character also has special properties that have more threatening mix-ups. You know, they, they're they're very you know they're very bland and you know not special tool sets that they have. Mm. With and then with Falcon Ram and Leroy, and Leroy too, they're they're pushing the power of the of the properties of these moves, but they're also releasing characters that work. So they they their buttons don't whiff at random rank. You know, you know, Leroy down for one is the most consistent down for one in the game like you've ever seen. Right? The hit, it's so fat. If you get the hitbox mod, you can clearly see that it's just like <laughs> double the size of any other down forward one. Yeah, uh, Leroy's yeah, too. They're, they're just enormous. They're just huge. Yeah. It's, um, but like, it's, but it's I just, that might be uh, sorry to cut in, but that oh might my. be just like a product of their intention to 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 homogenize everyone's tool sets. Like you think about it, what's happened Maybe, recently? That's not they a good give, thing. They give Anna. They give they give Anna a fifteen frame launcher. They gave Bob a mm-hmm. fifteen frame mm-hmm. launcher. They're doing these things which, like, they didn't have this stuff before. And now they, I feel like they're just giving everyone the same tools. And that's dangerous because it goes against the, um, not just the identity, but the way that you're meant to play the character, right? If yeah. you give these tools to certain characters, then it just, it, it, it kind of completely messes up the balance. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm not sure if that's what it is. I'm not sure if they say, oh, do you know what? We want to have a game where everyone has the same tools. And, and if we do that, then somehow we're going to create a very balanced game and everyone will have the opportunity to homogenize. Like, that's not how it works. I, yeah, if you it's look not at how it works. Nearly every single new character since Tekken Six, their game plan revolves around a down forward one, whether it be Miguel, Shaheen, Kazumi, <laughs> Leroy, Fakum Ram, and it's like it's such a lack of imagination. It's like it, it is possible to create a character in Tekken that isn't centered around their down forward one. Look at look at Brian. Look at look at Mishima's. Look at all the other characters who have down forward ones, but they're not like the core element of their game plan. Claudio is a good example of how yeah. they did that. Exactly. But yeah. They, yeah. You know, um, but I think they tried, they, they really actually tried to get away from that gameplay at first with Tekken seven mm. it, <laughs> and they just messed up. It, it wasn't so <laughs> much that they wanted the characters to have like <laughs> Namco is so they're, they're not good at making good games on purpose. They're, they're really good at making good games on accident. But when they like try to do things like you know stuff kind of doesn't go well, and with Tekken Seven they nerfed like a lot of the down for one ranges, the jab ranges. They wanted to get people playing around the other like non generic tools, which a lot of characters do have to do, mm. and we, that's why the characters who accidentally got good down for ones mm. are so strong. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's an excellent segue to actually the topic we're supposed to discuss today: good games on accident and accidental features in video games um and the you know the the prime candidate here is kbd korean backdash i mean that wasn't an intentional feature of course uh, but it's been mm-hmm. in the game since tekken one but i don't think any of us would argue against the fact that it's it's a huge part of tekken's appeal at least at a competitive level um yeah. So I, I I I guess let's let's segue into what we wanted to talk about today. So there's a bit of an introduction. Like uh, Speed Kicks and I, we had this. I guess could we call it a spat, an argument, a discussion, a, a gentlemanly discussion. 
I didn't realize I didn't realize we were even like having a, a, a bit of a debate until like uh, the end of it. I was like, oh, that might have been an argument. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I already enjoyed it. Like, um, you know, uh, you're a very articulate, intelligent person with great ideas on tech and so it was it was really cool to like you know be challenged on the on those ideas and later that that um kind of blossomed into sort of a conversation throughout the fgc um especially when when gerald from core because okay you you made an analogy that kbd is to tech end, korean backdash is to tech end, as dribbling is to basketball lo and behold two months later <laughs> Um, Gerald from Core Gaming makes a video where he makes a direct analogy uh, <laughs> KBD to dribbling. I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder who's inspired by that. And then lots of um, <laughs> lots of content creators like Sejam and and uh, Main Man made a response to that, and it started a conversation. Um, so I, I I guess let's let's just talk a bit about um, movement in general in Tekken and a history of how movement has changed throughout the tech ends or at least the competitive tech ends do you, do you think we should start with one and two or three here honestly i'd probably I mean, just I go to baby and then we can go through it like super quickly like mm. tekken one has weirdly like super fast uh backdashes and backdash cancelling um if you if you can be bothered to play it um it's lightning fast it doesn't have any sidestep uh tekken 2 has super has a super slow backdashing i don't know even if it has backdash cancelling but it's actually a really sluggish game mm -hmm. um just in general like it's it has and it has some sidestepping in tekken 3 has a super long backdash cancel uh pretty big sidesteps as well mm. um it only has sidesteps it doesn't have sidewalks tekken tag basically the same as Tekken 3. I've never noticed any differences in the movement systems between those two games. Uh, Tekken 4 uh, was the one where they completely shredded uh, Backdash Cancel. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, uh, to be fair, like, there were a lot of people... This was a one, one of these ones yeah, where, It's a like, response to Tekken Tag. It was a direct response to Tekken Tag. response to Tekken Tag and people complaining about it. Mm. Um, and, like, you know, I was one good? of those people who thought, yeah, yeah this, is, this is a good idea. People should try this. Mm. Um... Because everyone was like, this is a fighting game. It should be up close. You should be able to, you know, you should be fighting up close. You shouldn't just be running away. And it shouldn't be about every character who has the best, the best whiff punisher. Mm. And like, you know, as we said, you know, in the, in the Tekken Tag preview videos and, and stuff like that, mm. uh, like Tekken Tag is a, also a nightmarishly unbalanced game. Yeah. You know, it's a classic, an incredibly good game. But like the, the difference between like a Mishima and a Chang an ogre and like most of the rest of the cast is just just astronomical yeah because you know none of them can close distance mm. whereas you know elbow and wave dash still exists for uh uh for the other guys mm. so yeah um second tekken four had no hard-coded you to stop after like two backdash cancels and backdash didn't cover any distance anyway uh, introduced sidewalk, but sidewalk was just up or down. Yeah, which no sidestep. Uh, yeah, it meant that it activated on frame one, which meant mm. that you could um, you could sidestep things which you couldn't in other games unless you were playing Eddie. You were cheating. <laughs> Italians, <laughs> right? Italians back in the first days of um, 
uh, Tekken Tag would come to tournaments and they'd go into the menu and they'd just set sidestep to a button, giving them one frame <laughs> instant sidesteps for like, or crouch cancels. Um, from, you know, like instant sidestep from, you know, there's the hip, the, the hitbox stuff, you know, you, you could instantly sidestep out of crouch um, mm-hmm. from the wrong way. Um, so yeah, uh, that was, there was a stop put to that. But yeah, uh, so Tekken 4 had one frame sidewalk. Well, it didn't actually travel that far, but it was one frame. Um, Five was when we got, you know, the combination of sidewalk and sidestep and dash cancel, which was much bigger than Tekken 4, but not as big as Tekken Tag. Six, killed both those things a bit. Mm. Uh, Like the original six really felt like bad to play. Mm. Uh, it was the first one, which was like, uh, just, it felt like a bad Tekken. Yeah. Uh, I think BR improved that a bit. Yeah. Um, did it buff movement? Did they buff two. movement from 6.0 to BR? Did they? I mean, this is the thing. I'm never the most, I'm never the most sensitive guy to stuff like this. I gotta be honest. Like, I think it's partially because I just grew up playing arcades. I just, I'm, I'm really like, just, I don't like cuff on lag and weird things. Uh, I don't know whether BR was us getting used to the movement system more mm. or whether it was actually improved. Yeah. Uh, but the same thing with Tag 2. I'm never sure whether Tag 2 genuinely has better movement than BR or whether the damage equations oh, the back, have the, the changed. Yeah, no, the, back, the back dash in between Tag 2 and uh, T6 is definitely bigger. I'm not sure about the sidestep, though. When I, play, yeah. when I play Tekken 6, I was sidestepping a lot more than I was in Tag I was able to sidestep a lot more things more cleanly than I was in Tag, uh, in, uh, tag 2. Because in Tag 2, like, a lot of hitboxes were bigger. Mm. And I played Tekken 6 for, I played Tekken six to practice when we were playing the Tekken 7 pre-release tournaments mm. because I went to play solo Tekken. Mm. And I was like, everything is so mm. easy to sidewalk. So people said the movement in Tag 2 was better than Tekken 6, but I think players just weren't that good with the movement in Tekken 6. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, BR, like I said, like six felt hideous to play at the beginning, but then we just played it because it was the Tekken and you played it and got used to it. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, so we got to six, uh, yeah. Tag two, uh, and then, and then seven, which of, uh, decreased both those things. Again, it made side. I mean, it made sidestep much more vulnerable, uh, but and like backdash felt a lot less effective as well. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I think I got I, very upset I, in the background. I, I think yeah. Hector has some opinions on uh, on Grim Hector. Well, the best he's saying. <laughs> Spec, as an aside, uh, are you eating cornflakes? I mean, rice, bro. Oh, okay. okay. Who eats cornflakes at 5 p.m.? I don't know. I occasionally have cornflakes as a snack. Nah, I have, I have as well. Cornflakes is like any time of the day thing. But now nah, yeah. I'm eating rice, man. I'm an eating, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the chat's okay, though. I do. Of course you do, Super Kuma. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess that brings us to Tekken 7. Um, so, like, I think everyone agrees that movement was nerfed from Tag 2 to 7. But how exactly? Oh, that is complicated because mm. it's a combination of worse movement, a different system, and a different attack uh, standard, like a hitbox standard. Yeah, much attacks. bigger. So, 
So yeah. it's, I, when the conversation comes up, I usually don't even like compare mm. directly the movement because it's more, it's more of a problem of the uses of the movement where yeah. in Tekken 7 you have um, situations where you can kind of like backdash out of things that are directly in your face. Like if you're, I don't know if you've ever played against Lily, but if she's in your face at range zero, she does down forward one and you do a backdash on like a character with a decent backdash, she just whiffs. But then at the same time, like you can't backdash most things in this game. Yeah. And, um, you know, you side the sidesteps, you can, you can sidewalk, some, you can get around some things that are like, that look pretty crazy, but mm. then you'll get clipped by like the most standard of like jab. Yeah. Like weird jab tracking. So like, I don't even compare the movement. The Tekken 7 movement just doesn't work consistently. It's inconsistency is the key yeah. keyword here. That's, that's what I find most frustrating about it. Cause you can lab a specific direction in practice mode, yeah. but then it just, just decides to have a mind of its own sometimes. I mean, when it comes to showing nerf movement in Tekken 7, the classic example I always show is just get Law, make him do down back three twice. And uh, I think in tag two, pretty much every character can backdash away from the second down back three. But in seven, it's pretty much only Zafina consistently. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't get away from most in this game. That's yeah. That 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 part is more that that's the more consistent part. It can it consistently or more consistently you can't get away from things and you can't right. Mm. And then there's weird like things where you where the game is designed for you to not be able to predict when your movement's going to work. Like um, I can't remember. I think it was Katarina's. In season one, where like I tested stepping her down forward one, and you did down forward one into down forward one, you had to like sidestep it left or down forward one in any other situation. But then you did jab into down forward one, then it tracked your sidestep left, but it did not track your sidestep right, which it normally tracks if you in every other situation. So specifically after the jab into down forward one, you had to step the down forward one the other direction, which of course could be thrown up with timing. So then you had to step in the normal direction if you just mm-hmm. delay the down forward. Yeah, so the game was designed for you to not be able to predict and comfortably use your sidestep and you know force with what you know you should mm. yeah yeah um i feel it's so, I it's so weird that. like in this in this game like you have <laughs> characters like lily and and, and zafina and even elisa people don't talk about elisa enough when it comes to them. <laughs> no, they, don't. Yeah, but, yeah. they don't they just like zafina has an amazing backdash what about elisa she's had mm. a, she's had an uh I don't know if it's equally as good as Zafina's, but it's almost there, man. Like, she can get out of situations that... Her, her lateral movement is better. Zafina has a slightly better backdash, but I think Elisa has... Like, she has if a it's sli- if it's slightly, If it's better, it's very slightly better. Elisa it does different things. There are certain yeah. things that Elisa can get out of that Zafina can't. But exactly. Zafina's backdash, like... Kind she tucks of her legs in. Zafina yeah. tucks her legs yeah. in when she backdashes, but Elisa yeah. pops her head back. Yeah. So it's yeah. a bit different. And, at least it's a little bit faster. She, 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 when you when you do a backdash with her, it's instant. She's immediately like at the edge of her back, the end of her backdash already. Mm. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? So you have Elisa and Zafina who can get out of these situations that other characters cannot get out of, right? Mm. And it's like, was that intentional? Was that intended for that to happen? And yeah, I've noticed as well. Like, it, it, why do you think that the Koreans were so dominant? I mean, it's not a knock on 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 Americans, right? But I mean, like. Come on, man. Every time JDCR went to a tournament in America, the guy just he won every single tournament, right? Dude, I don't think he, was, maybe he got, he got, he got put, <laughs> he got put into um, losers once by uh, El Negro, I think, but mm-hmm. uh, then he won the tournament. So I think that he, he was never really given any real competition when he came to Europe or when he went to America. And it's because those guys in Korea, they just, they mastered the sidestep block mechanic in, in well, it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not even that. It was, it's so tough. <laughs> The, what, what annoyed me a lot when the game came out, or even before the game came out, because I, I, didn't, I didn't know it at the time, um, 
when you know people would say JDCR is moving is so much better than like everyone in America's right and like and I played these guys and I know I know how they know how to use movement. I what we did not know was that Dragunov had the best had the best movement in the game at the time. Like with with you know with Kazumi, Kazumi uh, and Dragunov they had the most functioning buttons. They had the most functioning movement. So hmm. situations where it's like, hey, I can't sidestep because anytime I sidestep, I get clips. Dragunov was kind of getting around, right. and it was like, I guess JDCR is just a god or something, but. With the difference in in movement consistency, we were not aware of yet because the game had not even come out yet. You know, like Brian, right? Like you know, Jimmy's movement is amazing. Jimmy as a player is an amazing player, right? With with, with those things, but Brian is a heavy character. So Brian, so Jimmy naturally doesn't feel as scary to like try to hit as JDCR does because JDCR is playing Dragonov and Brian's playing or Jimmy's playing Brian. The difference between like the character movement in this game is so much more important than it ever was. I think. Mm. So uh, it was a great moment where we were in. It was when we were in uh, in Germany. We were in the um, uh, restaurant after the tournament, and Jimmy was like, uh, "So, how would you guys feel if I played uh, Dragonov?" And and then people, <laughs> everyone's just like booing him. <laughs> like, hmm. um, so I mean, I, I, I guess. Uh, Let's talk a bit about like K- KBD because that's that's kind of always a focal point of discussion whenever it, we talk about movement in Tekken. So like you know, in order to create in order to create horizontal space, you need to learn how to Korean backdash, um, and especially if you want to do the, the proper Korean backdash, not the reverse wave dash. It's it's, it's actually quite hard, um, and like straight up, well, well not not possible on like a pad, right? I believe on a pad you have to do the reverse. Like you have to, is it even possible to do um, a straight up Korean backdash on a pad? Yeah, like, <clears throat> Go yeah. Sane does it. He's in the chat right now. That guy has probably Wait, the fastest mean? backdash. That guy. Yeah, it's really easy. We, was in, we were in Jordan and Arslan. Mm. We Arslan was watching Go Sane backdash. He's like, dude, this guy's backdash is insane. He uses pad. And mm. other people in in I mean, Harry Potter, he has crazy movement. I'm pretty sure you know he uses pad. A lot of people in Europe and and in America they use pad and they yeah. their movement is insane man and they do kbd like the the, the proper correct way yeah, yeah the correct yeah, way it's, yeah it's, re- it's really easy you just roll your thumb and then uh, you know it's, it's it's you just you know kind of it's hard to, hard to explain but yeah yeah you just roll your thumb and it works it's yeah. easier it's easier to do than the, than the, the reverse wave dash motion i don't, I don't know why oh, really? people learn people learn it incorrectly and they never like learned but figured out the correct version it's so much easier to do the correct korean backdash than it is to like do the little you know ghetto versions hmm. Hmm. It's less yeah. inputs. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess wave dash, the, the reverse wave dash is easier because it's a f- familiar. It's a it's a quarter circle motion, and we've been doing that in fighting games since forever. Yeah, but you're pressing, you're 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 pre- you're you're doing too much. You're releasing, you're adding. A, the reason you're getting the reverse wave dash is because you're going neutral after you tap back. So you're yeah. like literally trying to like do it's back slower. and then yeah. back and then down back or something. So like you're 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 moving your thumb too much and you're like creating all this extra motion and then you're getting hit anyways. Like you're. Yeah, you're not like there. There are budget ways to simulate a a Korean backdash. I mean, the easiest and least effective version is cancel into sidestep, which you know is the slowest one. Then is the reverse wave dash, which is a bit faster, but again a, a bit slower. And the optimal way is to do the proper Korean backdash. Um, but I guess the 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 point of contention here is that a, a lot of people um say that. This shouldn't be necessary. Like moving backwards and forwards is like a fundamental part 
of fighting games. So, should it be reasonable to expect that of a player? And moreover, what skills... I mean, are there, should a new player have to learn how to KBD in order to move effectively? Define uh, effectively. In order to create space. Okay, so... I Yes, be, because that's how we create space in Tekken, right? Like, mm. uh, you don't have to... You don't have to create space to play Tekken, right? Tekken is a at a core, you know, it was designed by Namco. It was designed to be what we saw out of Tekken 4, right? Where you mm. just kind of have to get in each other's face, throw out one of your 100 options and hope that it randomly hits or gets blocked, right? Like that's, what, that's what Tekken, that's what they want Tekken to be. That's, that's why they keep nerfing movement. That's why they, that's why they keep buffing attack hitboxes. You know, everything we do to control the game, to like control the options and prevent the game from kind of being like a random up close like mash fest. Uh, they they try to remove that, right? The, we broke that in that gameplay intention. We created something a lot more fun mm -hmm. by you know figuring out how we could create space. Mm -hmm. And to do so, you you have to learn the method of doing of doing that specific thing, or you can play it the way Namco intended, and you know have your fun that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I I think the the thing is that like. I don't think KBD is an entry requirement. And I think a lot of the people complaining that it is are feeling like Tekken is a different game to the one that they are that is actually played. Mm. That they're like as they're like in a they're like in one area and there's a wall which is like KBD technique. And on the other side is good neutral Tekken. Mm. Like, this is one of the big things that like, I think a lot of people like, feel about this game is that there's, like, uh, there's an optimal way to, there's this optimal way to play it. You know, there's this clean, good Tekken that I should be playing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's this clean, good Tekken I should be playing. And, you know, and, and it should, I'm trying to play it and it should be working, but it isn't. But if you know if just this happened, then I would be then I would be winning. Hmm. But like the thing is that like KBD is is not going to save you if you're having these kind of problems and if you're thinking in this kind of way hmm. because KBD is something you use to limit exchanges. And even if you can KBD, you're still going to get stuck in exchanges. You're still going to get into brawls. You're going to backdash your way into a, you're going to backdash your way into a wall. Wall and kill you. Just going to like people can just run up to you faster than you can KBD. Even if you're you know the fastest person in the in the you know even if you've got like a macro. Like I I have played against people playing with macros. They're not difficult to trade with macro KBDs. They're not difficult to chase down. Like just just walk up to them. People are thinking that there's something they're like, now I will be able to defend in this game if I had this skill. You probably wouldn't be able to. Mm. There's still like defending playing in this game is still very hard. There are, you know, you are having problems with defense. Mm. This is one of the sort of benefits of Tekken is this game. There is a landscape where you can of characters you can pick, which can help you out here. You can play Zhao Yu or Asuka mm. or Feng or like probably the main ones. Um, and you won't really have to block much, mm. uh, you know, at, for, a, for a significant portion of your playing career. Mm. Like, <laughs> until you get up to a very good level. You, yeah. Generally, you won't have to block exchanges. Like, you yeah. can just back Kempo out of everything, mm. or, you know, Art Phoenix, mm. or do, like, 
Vanessa move. Yeah, man, look at Dimebag. Uh, he never he never holds back. <laughs> <laughs> um, like even at like even at high level, like there's there's still players. I mean, I I don't think I've ever really actually tried to learn how to KBD. I mean, I can do it, but that's just played. I just played the game a bunch, and I was just like, oh yeah, I'm doing that thing. Hmm. Weird. Um, <laughs> like there's players like uh, like uh, I think Justice, the pool player in in Korea. I don't think he knows how to KBD. I don't know if I've ever seen him do it. Mm. I know he's got like a presumably like a second god Omega Paul. He's having fun with the game. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think it's it's it's, it's helpful, but like, uh, and you know, at, at the top level, you need pretty much everything to be on point. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know, things will fall apart. Mm. But it's not an entry. I don't think is is used as an entry level requirement. Is heavily exaggerated. Yeah, are you mm. trying to? Yeah, exactly. You're not trying to win Evo when you're as soon as you pick up Tekken, right? So you don't really need to be able it, to do that it, it's the difficulty of kbd exaggerated do you think yes yes probably yeah it is it is very simple and it's, it's been exaggerated by the fact that people don't understand how it's done so like someone you know someone doesn't really understand how to backdash and then they try to teach someone how to backdash and then now everyone has been taught how to backdash incorrectly and they're doing so much extra work and it doesn't work and they're like wow why doesn't it work this is too hard i can't make it work perfectly it's super hard it's, no it's really easy Mm-hmm. But we've all played Tekken for like minimum of what ten years here. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think if you go to your average kind of intermediate level player, like can I ask the chat? Uh, and this is actually exclusively for people who picked up Tekken with Tekken Seven. Yeah, so we have about four hundred viewers now, guys. Do you th- do you find um, KBD or backdash canceling or moving backwards generally in Tekken? Difficult. And responses are no. Yes, yes. It seems split. I should have a poll here. No, no. Wait, wait. I, I just want to. Yes, a lot of no. A lot of no, but but like, like I'm gonna limit it. Let's just one more time. Limit it to people who've only started with Tekken Seven, because I'm seeing some like some pro players and they're like, oh no, it's it's easy. I mean, but tech, pro players weren't pros when they started, right? Like I. My back, my backdash. I've been backdashing the same way since like the first week I played the game. It, mm-hmm. It's I was able to, you know, it's a skill you develop when you first when you first pick up the game, and like some people understand what they're trying to do, and it become it's really easy. Some people don't understand it, and it feels harder than it actually is. Okay, so what's and then there's the then there's Sorry. the method of learning of getting good at it, right? So you might even understand how to do it. Okay, this is this is how you do a Korean backdash. Okay, I understand the concept, but actually putting the practice in number one mm. and making sure that you're practicing the right way. Yeah, um, you know, someone asked me yesterday, like, what's what's a good way for me to effectively do this? I think you know what, do a couple backdashes, do a few backdashes, keep it keep it slow at first. And once you get consistent with that, then you start speeding up a little bit. The muscle memory has to stick in. When you ask some people, like, how do you do Korean backdash? They're like, oh, well, you know, I just kind of do this and then that and that. You know, it's a, it's a muscle memory at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that Speakix is saying, I, I backdash the same way now than I did when I, uh, in my first week of Tekken. Because that, that is the way that he learned how to do it. But he actually put in the practice, he put in the time and learned how to do it. So, yeah, like, it, there, there's multiple things to it. I think if people say that, oh, no, I don't, I don't. Uh, I find it hard, then maybe you're not practicing it the right way. Maybe you're trying to get too ahead of yourself, trying mm-hmm. to move like knee uh, straight away just because you've learned, because <laughs> you know the concept. No, no, no. You need yeah. to, there's, there's, there's steps to this, isn't it? There's steps. Um, so 
what are the most important skills then? I guess we're all kind of agreeing that maybe KBD is kind of put on a pedestal too much. It's not like a get out of jail free card or anything. Right. So what are the most important skills that an entry level player needs to learn in order to meaningfully improve at Tekken? Like, okay, wait. So entry, okay. We, I think we need to define what entry level is, right? Because <laughs> mm. I feel like meaningful improvement when you literally first take up the game comes from anything, right? Learning your combos. Learning, you know, true. True. There's there, there a wide spectrum of variance on, on entry level. Let's say I have a basic understanding of fighting games and I'm coming to Tekken okay. and um, I have an understanding of neutral and, you know, I'm not an absolute beginner, but this is my first Tekken game. Okay, so there is going to be a laundry list of mechanics for you to learn, right? Like low parry, side steps, combos, mm. all that mm. stuff. Once you once you get that out of the way, the most important the most important thing you can do is learn the moves that are in the game. Mm. When I when I when I first started playing Tekken, I was coming from Street Fighter, so I I was mm. kind of a, a a similar situation where I had a decent understanding of fighting games. Mm. Um, the, what I what I realized is the first thing I wanted to do was know how to control my character and mm-hmm. how, you know what the other characters did because if the game is like a you know kind of like a it's a mental thing right where you are playing against your opponent's strategy and you want to get a win you don't want to lose mm-hmm. you need to be able to first you know move all your pieces on the chessboard right mm-hmm. like you need to know how all the pieces move mm-hmm. so if you're playing against your opponent's character and you don't know what his opponent or what he what he does then you're you can't even fight against it. You can't come up with a, a winning way, a way to beat it if you don't know what it is. Mm. So the most important thing you can learn in Tekken is how to beat moves because <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you win games. So like, but uh, you mean per move? Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, know, yeah, know, knowing, knowing, knowing the counters to things, right? Being able to look at a move and, you know, even, you know, you, there's like a, just a thousands of moves in this game. So you're not going to just, you know, immediately remember, remember everything as soon as you hop into the game. But yeah. knowing how to spot how to be a move, which is, um, honestly, I'd say it was easier in older techniques than in Tekken 7 because things kind of don't really match up. Mm. But being able to look at a move and go, okay, that's a high, I can duck those, that's a low, I can, you know, get a low parry and I can block and punish it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, build, building up your understanding of how you can respond to things lets you, you know, actually play the game of choosing how you respond. To yeah, I th- I think the one thing that I did as well, like when I was learning back in Tekken Six, is uh, I'll go into Tekken Zaibatsu's forum and I'll be like, okay, I want to, and this is already at the point I've I've learned about the you know okay counter hits and and low parrying and high mid low the kind of basics right. Once you get past that point, then you know learning your character's top moves and and understanding from people why they they are the top moves and how to apply them how to use them and then finding out the same thing about every other character kind of it gives you a direction um and a purpose in the matchup like, okay this is the move that this these are the top 10 moves of, of this character and this is how this person is going to seek to use those moves against me mm-hmm. and then you can figure out a way to counter that right so that's very important to learn the top moves because there's a lot of moves every character has a hundred plus moves like almost right and mm-hmm. When people go, they get overwhelmed, they're like spag or like, what the hell do I have to do? So many, so many moves in this game. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, legitimately, like if hey, Kazumi, I don't know how many, 
moves Kazumi has. But let's be honest, when you watch a top Kazumi player, they're not using all of those moves. They're using a very select <laughs> yeah. of those moves, right? Yeah, that's so, like that's um, five moves. She's a five-move character. She's designed to yeah, be a five-move yeah. character. But yeah, no, she might be a five-move character, but there's other every character pretty much is not using all of the moves in their moveset. So learning uh, and understanding those key moves. And also um, before that, obviously you'd want to know um, learn about the generic tools that that are shared amongst most characters uh, like the jab and a down forward one mid pokes 13 frames and that kind of stuff and then yeah you build your foundation from there right mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't a lot of people say you know frames and stuff get in the frames no don't, I mean don't, I, I think you know learn pick a character that you find fun find out the top moves of them learn the fundamental um, the system mechanics mm-hmm. and and you know at some point then you can get into the the numbers once uh, you know once you understand a bit more about the game. But yeah, I think that's that's yeah. a better way to go about it. Yeah. And if we're talking about someone who's like trying to really get good at Tekken, I can, I can explain how I learned the game when I first started playing, mm, which please. was um, before. I, so it was like Tekken Tag, Tag, Tag 2 was like, like about to be released. So I, I got Tekken 6. I learned how to move. I learned you know, all my movements stuff, right? And then before, I would just like listen to Ares' podcast or whatever. Like for an hour or so, I just practice moving around and, and practice mode because it it was cool to me. Mm. And then um, you know, I'd go play, I'd go play some games online, just get beat up for fun, whatever. Mm. And then um, as second seven or as second tactic was about to come out, I started to want to know how to beat moves. So mm. what I did, what I did was um, I went, I opened up like a, I opened up like the frame data. Right? I just went in alphabetical order of like all the characters. Right. And every day I would, before I started playing and before I started like going online and having my fun, I would just um, look at all the moves that were like more negative than minus 10. Mm. Right. Because those are the things I can punish. Right. Right. And it's, it's not that there's a lot of moves in the game, but if you're looking for those, that specific number on a, on a frame beta like table or whatever, it's mm. not that, it's not that many. And I'm just punishing twice. I wouldn't even try to, I wouldn't try to commit it to memory, to memory or anything, but just like seeing the move in game and like responding to it. Yeah. It let me remember that, Hey, this is punishable. Mm. And and when I went to go play like games online or whatever, um, you see the move, you don't punish it. You're not going to punish it immediately. <laughs> that's not that's not how it, how it works. But in your mind, you know, oh hey, I've I've seen this. I know it's punishable. And next time it comes, I, I will really just try to look out for it, right? So you're focusing on on beating the things that you know you can beat, and you're just losing everything else. And like that's yeah. fine because you know you're learning the game. It's cool to lose. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, as I got better at that, I just got to the point where I was able to like kind of punish all all the stuff. I would go on. I'm still like green. I'm still like green rank at the time, right? Like you know, I'm, I'm not like super. I'm not good at the game or anything. Um, I would go online, and if I ran into like a character, like someone who played a character I didn't know like that well, um, whatever I lost to, I would go to practice mode. Now just go to practice mode. I'd run the move. I'm like, okay, can I step this? Can I duck this? Whatever. And then I would add the guy to beat me. <laughs> and I would go to a lobby and I'd be like, yo, yo, let's, let's play, let's play. So of course, the, you know, we're green, right? She's doing, he's doing the only moves he knows how to do, which means he's going to do the move that beat me that I just saw. And, and now I know the counter. So I'm not, I'm not thinking about anything else except beating the move that I just, I just lost. They, they just beat me by spamming. So I got, I got him to, to get on a spam it, and then you dear, your dear counters. And then eventually that stuff just kind of comes you know, next time you run into that character, you you remember that move, that 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 string or whatever those, those those set of options he was using, and you know you play the game daily, like just like a, a couple hours, it, mm. it, it just adds up and you start to know things. Mm. Yeah, and that's the thing you have to play the game though, don't you? you have to play the game a lot for for you to actually be able to. <clears throat> if you've gone through the process of 
going into practice mode and 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 finding out all the moves that are you know minus ten and and, and below and, and learning how to punish them. Um, at least just so it's in your mind so that when you're in a match you actually can identify that this is a punishable yeah. even if you don't punish it straight away yeah. um, you still have to play the game a lot to actually like be able to finally do it right consistently uh, and yeah. that's the thing people want to be really good without really putting much time in but to be honest you have to play a lot you have to grind it is a bit of a grindy yeah. game um, but then I think that also the, the amount of moves that every character has can be overstated because the process you talked about just now speak is, is a very good way to kind of whittle it down a little bit and make yeah. it simple more yeah, simple yeah, than there's, you know, the character might have like, you know, 80 moves, but then there's like, what, 20 punishable moves and like five duckable strings and then everything else you just kind of just play around. Mm, yeah. yeah. It, um, it's, it's a process of just making it more simple. Yeah. Uh, as, as a bit of a size, so we're talking about punishable moves. Um, like it, when it comes to game design, there's this, there's this idea of invisible tutorials, right? So like, let's talk about like Mario stage one, level one. I mean, I, I, you can all imagine it, right? You're Mario and you walk forward a bit, you see a bunch of blocks, you see the question mark, piques your curiosity, you bump on it, mushroom comes out, you're like, oh, what's that? Looks yummy. You know, you eat it, you get big. Oh, you know, that's, that's nice. So like that, that a game should teach its players how to play through the gameplay itself. And be kind of vision, be intuitive. Like, like Half-Life 2 is highly regarded in this respect as well. Resident Evil 4, a lot of like the best game designed, but bet the, the, the most well-designed games or lauded right. as being so. Um, do you feel that punishment in Tekken should be more visually intuitive? For example, yeah. like often when you block something, right. a super punishable, like say Lars up forward three, Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah. shit, 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 shit. Oh, yeah, I can launch punish that. How would you feel if, like, you blocked his knee and then he kind of, like, crumples to the floor a bit? Or, like, you know, it, like, oh, you can punish this now. Like, it's your turn. You get a punish. Should punishment be, like, just more intuitive? And I mean that, I mean that both from, like, ah, this looks more natural. It, as a spectator, <coughs> this looks cool. Like, um, yeah. You know, they're, they're in a more dynamic, there's a more dynamic interplay between these characters and also purely as a means to teach players that like, ah, you can punish that move I, at that time. I, I think the problem of the game not teaching you how to play the gameplay isn't, it's, 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 you know, it's an arcade versus game. So I don't, I don't really think there's like, you know, going to be like a slow leveling to, or slow like level system where you face harder and harder things when you're fighting someone else, you know, another human being who's just beating you up. Mm. But the game has no single player, like tutorial or, or story mode where mm. they like, like kind of trains you to play it and just gives you better, or, you know, gives you more advanced, like uh, opposition as you go forward. Mm. Um, I think the best way that most people learn to tech, play that game, like even when I was a kid and I just mashed mm. was the hard, the, the ultra hard ghost on Tekken five. It, it would <laughs> uh, ultra hard goes back on Tekken Five was the was the greatest thing ever because what it did was it ducked my strings. I used to I, I there, there was like a four arm string you just match three you get like this cool little launcher whatever it was cool. I did it on the on the ghost and it ducked and launched me and I was like, um I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> right? So I, I kept playing, I kept doing the string and I kept dying. And I'm like, okay, well I guess I can't do the string anymore. So then I you know I, I stopped doing that stuff and the ghost starts hitting me. And then I'm, mm. I'm like, what can I duck from him? 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, I, don't, I don't know how to launch. I don't know how to do combos or whatever. But I'm, I'm like, learning how defense works in the game. And it starts low-pairing myself. I'm like, what's a low-pair, you know? Mm. So, But could, couldn't that game, process have been yeah. made faster and more enjoyable if the game clearly communicated to you what is punishable and what is not through its animations, giving you invisible tutorials. Like I firmly believe that, yes, you do need a better tutorial mode, not just in Tekken, mm-hmm. but all fighting games, but it can't just be that. The game yeah, needs that's... to provide a breadcrumb trail baked into the game's design itself. That's game design. Right, but what an, invisible, an invisible tutorial shouldn't isn't something that emerges in versus play i don't think right it's, it's not something that emerges when you know when you're when you're watching like you know i don't know like league of legends or counter strike or whatever right there's no you, you things aren't inherently obvious there's you're seeing a lot of things that there's a lot of things you aren't seeing that the players are doing of course um, there's going to be a lot yeah, of like yeah, it, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the higher level mind games that right, entry level player right. would not understand but just like you know there's but so more much than just mind games, but like basic decisions, Funda- the fundamentals of the the fundamentals of those games are not vis- vis- like visibly obvious unless you like learn the game. So there's, there's always going to be some things hidden, and I think uh, punishment is one of those things where it's like there are indications, you know, like you said, like Lars of four three, like the stagger looks like hell. You block, you block a hell sweep, right? You know, yeah. even as a new player, hey, he, I block this hell sweep, I'm mashing a button, and you. Hit. I I, I, so I that's one of the things that that's one of the things that sort of. I was talking about that is obviously like that's an addition to Tekken, right? Uh, that was added in Tag One. Is is block stagger on lows? Hmm. They were, and they you know they clearly wanted to say like when someone does a big low uh, and you block it, you should you know here is your turn. Every time you can see that this was a big low that you blocked, mm-hmm. uh, they've they've gone like they've been stopped in their tracks. They're staggered. You can kill them for it. Hmm. Uh, you know they've they've changed the animations around. So like if you block Nina's wipe the floor in Tekken Three, you can still launch Punisher for it because it's you know, it's still like a slow move. She's still swirling around on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't have block stagger on it. It's not like she's not minus thirty nine anymore. Um, and I think yeah, and and generally I don't find myself thinking like oh man, uh, like the addition of block stagger on lows was a mistake. Mm. No, because it's, it's super good. Because like, no one wants to grind out like specific punishments for like blocked hell sweep or like you just want to be able to go like, oh, I block this, die. There's still, mm. I think like universalizing punishment. I mean, I wouldn't universalize. I think that's a, probably a step too far. Like, if mm. you were like, if you had like a specific punishment, you know, if your character went like this and that means they're minus twelve, and they went like that, <laughs> and they went that, and they're you know, like some kind of visual <laughs> thing like that. But, I think there's still there's still room for like there's still stuff in this in in this game where it is just um, is like is one specific punishment for one specific move and sometimes it's one specific punishment for one specific move one specific range yeah like there's sometimes these are very um, sometimes these are very very strong moves like what is Horang's punishment Brassica's back three. Uh, he does, you know, if you can just frame the four, 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 you can, you can get it sometimes. <laughs> Would you like getting his incredible move forward neutral four? And then just like two and killing you? Like, and uh, you know, for doing this, for getting a frame perfect forward, forward, four, you get knocked down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like nowadays, you, you'll be able to get. 
if you're like step blocking or whatever, you might, you'll get back three more than you ever did before. But like, yeah. you know, it's, it's not like, uh, and there's a lot of like big wild moves in this game that have uh, very specific, uh, specific punishments that like don't, um, but you know, you have to have like it in the back of your head. Like Brian doesn't, have a great specific punishment on back three mm-hmm. so just mac punch it but then she can go under that mm-hmm. um you can um you can wall bounce it but it's it's mm-hmm. the, the execution i said universal tag assault needs to come back yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah you can you can wall bounce it but the execution is a bit like it's a bit tricky in this game because mm. uh, so like the game, uh, and that's the thing. Like back three is a is a move which sort of is going to crush a lot of intermediate players because mm. they're going to play turn based stack and they're just going to die to it. And mm. it's going to crush crush a lot of good players sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's not a it's not a world dominating move at the top level of play because the top level of play is just you know you don't make mistakes at range. You just play safe with down forward ones and pokes up close. But still. One which is going to block out a lot, of, like moves like that will block a lot of character. Like a lot of people just be like, I don't understand how to deal with this, mm-hmm. and like the level of play I have to reach to be able to deal with it is seems seems beyond me. But um, but in terms of that, in terms of that kind of stuff, like in, in terms of like the, the whole like grinding game out. And the you know learning all these different move properties and being like, oh yeah, if I'm playing Horang and I play against uh, Raven, she does court circle forward four. I can get three three four in her back four percent like twenty percent of the time. But if she does one one four or whatever the the new string is, she'll be closer. So I get three three four all the time and all this kind of stuff. As um, I yeah. you know I'm as I'm reminded of a um, interview, not interview, it was a series of tweets that Harada made in 2014, and it was translated and put on Avoiding the Puddle. I think if someone just writes, um, frame, go to Google, write frame data, Harada, Avoiding the Puddle. You'll find what I'm talking about. It's a series of tweets. And like it explains a lot of the underlying philosophies behind Tekken. And at one point, um, Harada explains that at that time, they were completely averse to, to having frame data in the game. Lo and behold, six mm-hmm. years later, we do. So he must have changed his, his mind on this in some way or, or a big way. But like he suggested that a lot of moves are kind of intentionally opaque. And that if you, if you gave frame data to a player, they would have a word of God. I think those were his exact words. And then they, they would be able to like understand every interaction in the game. And then the game would lose a lot of its mystique and a lot of its, I, you know, like, like, for example, he, he mentioned Heihachi as a character, like, you know, you might, like, Heihachi is a character with a lot of big, powerful moves with stagger, some of which are punishable, but a player wouldn't know that. A new player wouldn't know that. For example, as a new player, you might think Heihachi's forward forward two or his down forward one two are plus or leave you or leave him at an advantageous situation. An experienced player, of course, would know different. But, like, he brought that up as an example. That as, 
Like if we offered frame data, then there would be a word of God yeah. and the game would be figured out more quickly. And I was but just that, thinking, that, sorry, sorry. I mean, I mean, okay. Um, well, yeah, but I, I, re- I remember this interview. I, I just had to like skim through it again to refresh my memory mm-hmm. or not the interview, but the tweets. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of part of what he was trying, what, what he was saying, but I think the more, the most important part was that players would think that they had it figured out, right? There, there's, in, there's more to the game than mm. just the frame data. Mm. But um, if players are looking at the game in a way where it's just like, hey, you like look at the frames. This is how you beat this move. This is how you know this mm. this move is about this frame, and um, you know this move is bad because these frame this frame data or whatever. Mm. Then there would be like less. Uh, a less less of a look into the depth of the game. He mentions things like pushback, you know, mm. yeah, uh, all exactly. the other properties. He, he other all the properties there's more to a move than frame ignored. data. There's range, yeah, exactly. there's tracking, mm. there's all this kind of stuff. Like uh, the, the the startup and the the block frames and whatnot. That's just one side of how you see a move. Which but is not even punishing it in the first place. Like <laughs> people, yeah. people, a lot of people know how to, uh, what a move, what, how to punish a move, but then. Con- consistently punishing back three is a great example mm, there's i mean yeah. obviously at the top top level you, you expect to be able to and especially depending on the punish too let's say maybe fucking rams back one punishes back three most of the time and that's an easy punish right um but you know some some punishes aren't going to be so easy so even if you do know it doesn't it doesn't mean you're going to punish it all the time um and people miss punishes all the time in second even the mm. even the best players so mm. yeah yeah I, I don't know if that if that means that it's making the game less uh but it, it would kill. It, it would kill. It, it would kill the lifespan a little bit. Though. Like that's what that's what he said, right? Where like I before the before the show started for context, um, mm. we were talking about Street Fighter Five and how when the game came out, I yep. was like, I played. I played it for two weeks, and um, I basically figured out like everything to do in the game, and like I I I, I quit it because I got bored. It was like, and the mm. only thing left, the only thing left is to do what I know to do, but better, right? That's. Mm. There's, there's no more figuring the game out. It's just getting better at the game. Yeah. That is when a game is really at its most boring. Because then you decide, hey, do you like doing the things that are better here? Mm-hmm. You know, is this, is this like genuinely fun or is it just like tedious, right? Like you're just trying to get better because you want to win an Evo trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and for like what you just said with punishment, right? Like it's having, the, having all the information there just means the only thing left to do is get better at doing the thing. And that is only half the fun not, that's not even half that's like the, to me that's the least fun part about a game well exactly uh, the, like yeah. punishing a move is binary you either punish it correctly or you don't like the real decision making process is in the neutral it's 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 you know it, it's it's in the sidesteps it's in like the interplay between the players so i don't think you lose too much by having like if anything if you educate players with frame data you actually you know, if that knowledge is on the table, then they can strategize. Like human beings are creatures of habit, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I I, th- I think uh, Harada was suggesting that with frame data, players will all start playing the same, and things will become formulaic. But I don't think that's true. Like, like you plop a player into Tekken with with no knowledge of what the game is, they will fall into habits through what is successful for them or not successful to them. Human beings are quite um, predictable without structure. But if you have the knowledge, if you have the means to strategize and use your brain and realize, okay, I'm a minus one here. If I side, you know, so in this situation, I can sidestep, I can low crush, I can backdash, I can, you know, if you have the means to think, yeah, or I can just, yeah. you know, I can 
just press buttons. Yeah, then you the game becomes more dynamic. Um, oh, wait, speed. Do you do you mean that your that the process of finding out how to punish a move is where is where you find your enjoyment rather than knowing and actually executing it? Is that what? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that was that, that was part of that's what I mean. Like learning that there's something to be punished, and then find you know finding out figuring out the punish. That's more fun. The more fun part about learning a game and getting good at the game than it is getting good at punish at you know at just doing it. That always reacting to it, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes into what I was going to try to clarify just now. Um, what what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, even the things like tools like neutral, you know, decision making, all that stuff. Um, that is that was also included in what I was talking about when I was okay. saying, okay. you know, I was I was. I was bored of Street Fighter Five because yeah. I know everything I can do in the neutral. I know that you know I, you figure out the shimmies really quickly. You figure out your stagger timings. You figure out your counter hit stuff, and then it's just hey, be more consistent at hitting your opponent with this thing. That's not the fun part of, of learning a game. It's not the fun part of, of improving at a game. The fun part is is looking at what's in front of you and trying to figure out what are my options here. What what yeah, is yeah. the thing I should be doing? Yeah. And part of that is you know. Discovering punishment, discovering you know, you know, discovering how you should learn how to punish. Um, mm-hmm. Learn discovering the new, you know, discovering the the options you have in neutral. Discovering you know how like you know what you should be doing, what what moves you should be using, how you should be strategizing. And then the moment that you have your strategy and it's time to just get better at making it work, that's when the game gets bored. And yeah. that's that, you know, that, so that's what I think Harada is trying, you know, is, is hinting at is that um, when you when you already know what to do in a game, it's it's not fun to play. But I don't think that that learning um, or being given or spoon fed frames or mm-hmm. how to punish a move n- necessarily um, compromises Tekken's depth at all because it's a very oh, deep game outside of that. Yeah. Anyway, so even having that, like it makes the game. So I think it is you have to strike a balance. It makes the game easier for people to learn, yeah. uh, or maybe easier, quicker, quick, quicker for people to learn. I don't want to say easier, but quicker for people to learn, right? Yeah. Um, and it might not be as fun for you uh, and other people, like because you want to, you know, that well, for, discovery. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I think that the game is super deep, like even past that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? For, for, clar- for clarification, uh, for clarification, I am pro frame data in the game. Um, yeah. I was just saying that that yeah, yeah. taking taking the general philosophy of, of like you know discuss, of that and applying it to the rest of the game. Mm. Um, I think that is what he was approaching the frame data the the frame data thing with too. Yeah. And bear in mind, it's an old interview. It's six yeah. years old now, so I don't want to like yeah. Yeah, yeah, represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. But I'm not even um, talking about frames. I'm talking about like uh, in general, like um, you know, when we have this thing now, in, when you have a replay and it tells you what move you have to use to punish a certain move with your character, mm-hmm. that you should have used this move, right? Like uh, just stuff like that as well. Like t- being given the specific move, like that's how you punish this move. Yeah. Um, even just stuff like that. I don't think that necessarily gets rid of the depth of the game or anything like that. Or it doesn't get rid of the depth. It doesn't get rid of the depth of the game. It just kills the process of learning the game to me the process of learning Tekken was the was the most fun thing about Tekken and I it seems to be the opposite for everyone else um as far as gameplay goes when it comes to using the skills I've already learned um I really had a lot of fun in Tag 2 doing that but uh, Tekken 7 it was just like hey you you know these things just do it um and it it wasn't yeah go ahead so I, I, was, I think we all agree that like why Tekken is fun is because it's deep and complex and like the, the decision making process. There's a lot to it. There's so many things, many options you have at any given time. My issue with it and whether it's about punishment or whether it's about movement is how opaque it is. A lot of the information is not presented clearly to the player. Um, if anything, like you are constantly like 
you know, puts in a reverse Pavlov's dog situation. Like you learn one thing through one move, then there are 700 exceptions to that move. And it, it just, it's just such a daunting prospect. Like I, I think, well, you want Tekken to be big, you want players to play it, then like, then tell people how to play it. Like show them how to play well, it. Like, yeah, but do you want the game, you want people to, do you want the game to be big or do you want it to be more fun? Both. Because, uh, yeah, more, because more there's, 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 more fun is the is is, is, the, the, is the more important thing here though, and I think yeah, fun but, more yeah, people will play it, and I don't but, think but, like, what we just established, right? Uh, that's what we just established. Man. Yeah, yeah, but what, what what we just established is that you're you're removing some aspects of what what people found fun about your game in order to allow other people to get to the rest of what's fun. So you're you're removing it's some a, some steps in the process that were fun that, that's fun to some some people for the sake of letting the other people get to the other parts they might find more fun but which overall there's less things to be enjoyed well is 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 tekken being opaque fun though like is that part of the like like for example let's imagine i mean you you block paul's death fist let's just bring up a a concrete example let's you block paul's death fist most new players would think oh shit i'm i'm stumbling backwards i i can't do anything here we all like Mm -hmm. any experienced player would know you just have to use a, a um a punisher with pushback what if it was communicated really clearly in the game. Like, Paul staggered forward. He's, he's limping. He's holding his arm. Like, you block Horang's back three. He kind of, like, stumbles a bit. Oh, now, mm-hmm. punish me. Yeah? I, I don't think yeah. Tekken will be a worse game for it. I don't think it will be any uh, less deep yeah. for it. I just, I just think it will be more approachable in a fun way. I don't think it would lose any depth there. It loses a puzzle. It, it, it's, if, if, I, if, I, if you are trying to figure out how to get good at the game, right, and you're going through the process of, solve, of solving a puzzle. You're looking at what's in front of you and you're trying to decipher what do I need to develop? What do I need to get good at? What, how, do I, how do I beat these things? How do I get better at beating, beating stuff in this game? Mm-hmm. Um, if, there's, if there's hints when you're doing puzzles, the puzzles are less fun. Right? Mm, but for it's, me, the most interesting part of a fighting game is the interplay between two players. It's like, yeah, and that's, it's and that, and that, and that's, exactly, what, that's exactly what I'm hinting at, right? Yeah. To me, I also enjoy the interplay between fighting games. So I enjoy the puzzle of figuring it out and then once I do figure it out, I enjoy the I enjoy the aspect of playing the other player, right? And for you, you enjoy the aspect of playing the other player. I so get it. So, there, so there, there's you, you're, you're removing saying, an aspect of, of course, fun. but yeah. So, the thing is, the, so if we can both agree that the end the end the end goal is fun, but I enjoy getting there. I enjoy the process of getting there, and you don't. Then you then you remove you remove aspects of the process of getting there. Then you're just removing fun for for certain for the people who enjoy it to allow other players to enjoy the rest of the game. I understand. I understand. And like, you know, different people find different things fun, but I just don't feel like that, that knowledge checks and making things opaque work to the strengths of a fighting game. Like I think, for example, when I, when I, when I play like a single player game, like, like Sekiro, uh-huh. for example, bosses in that are just knowledge checks. Oh, they, he jumped in that direction. He did that move, sidestep to the right. Every time you'll get guaranteed damage, uh-huh. you know, and like it, it's knowledge checks, but it's fun because it's, it's surrounded by all these RPG elements and the stirring music and the decapitated monkey just picked its head back up and all that stuff, right. you know, right. but in finding games, I just want to get to the meat of it. I want to get to like, I want to. I want to engage in a mental conversation yeah. with my opponent ASAP. That, that's for me. That's what makes finding games awesome. Exactly. What, what that and that I want as little barriers to that as possible. But a second, right? So like yeah. Tekken, Tekken comes packaged with the interplay, comes packaged with the meat, and it comes packaged with the puzzles. And you're telling me that you you bought Tekken and yeah. you were like, I don't like the puzzles, but I like I like the meats. 
And I'm like Tekken, and I'm telling you that Tekken is like the whole thing. Tekken is is that like of fighting that, games you talked about, yeah. and it's also the puzzles. And you're saying remove the puzzles because I don't find them fun. Yeah, and but some of the puzzles in Tekken, suck. <laughs> many of the puzzles in Tekken, suck, like. Uh, what is it? What's the move with Bob? Is it down back three plus four four in Tekken Tag Two? Yeah, the the hit uh, in Tag Two. Yeah, the, uh, this, is, this is a this is a puzzle, but it's a it's a crap one, right? No one likes that. Mm-hmm. One's gonna be like, oh, I wish Bob I miss because in both Tekken Tag Two and Tekken Seven, if I block that move, Bob should be getting launched because um, I can do. Can wait and do my launcher in Tekken Tag, and it will Tekken Tag Two, and it will still launch the first hit of the. Okay, for clarification, everyone, this is Bob's two-hit low move where he like kicks you twice in the shin and you stagger a bit after it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Tekken Tag Two, this didn't have block stagger, uh, but which meant that if you blocked the first hit and you just mashed a while standing move as you might do, you would get hit on count hit by the second one and knocked down, right? Mm. But if you were playing this game and you knew the and you knew what was going on. You could block the first hit. All you did was you paused a slight second and you did your while standing launcher because the first hit was so bad on block mm-hmm. that this would launch the first hit and um, you, would, you would have the pause would allow you to block the second one and you, you would just launch that one as well. So it wasn't real, but when it was taken out of the game, I was just like, oh, good. Mm. I didn't want to do that. Like it was, it was boring. Like it was want to have like this stupid like two way thing that was already at the end of a two way mix up where I would have to be like, oh yeah, every now every time he does this, I have to make sure I do this one specific counter just for this in- low low coming from this incredibly easy boring character that like yeah. meaning I have to think very hard. He does not like it. It should just be launch punishable. Yeah, but that is you know. You know, I thought that was cool when I saw someone do it. <laughs> when, when, I, when, I saw, when I saw someone who was able to do that, they, they blocked the low, they were able to react with the, with the correct timing and get the, get the correct punish with the, you know, with the correct options. Like, I was like, that's cool. That guy is good at the game. And I thought, um, you know, to me, that was, that was pretty sick. But I wasn't, I wasn't mad when it was gone. And, and having, having, to do things, having to do things like that isn't exactly what I'm saying is, uh, is the cool part. Like, personally, I found it cool. But what, what, I, what I was referring to was the process of, having things like that to figure out whether or not, whether or not, you know, there, there are other examples where, you know, you figure something out and it's better or whatever, but the process of looking at Tekken, losing a game against Bob, going to your, going to the replay, losing, see that you were losing to the mix up of the low, figuring, going through the process of, of wondering, how do I beat this? How do I not get caught up by this two hit block punish mix up? Right. Mm. That those are hours spent enjoying the game. Yeah. That's time, that's time spent enjoying I mean, the game. That's I, think, I think that stuff is, I think that stuff is always going to be there. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be a, like, um, like, I think me posted something recently where it was like, he would do sidestep right block against mm-hmm. keep back three, two. Mm. If he blocked the back three, he could then sidestep the two. Yeah. Like, yeah like, and that, that's fun. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. That, 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 that's, that was cool. super deep. I think you always, that's always going to be <laughs> in, Tekken. but like the, the idea of like Tekken being a super, uh, opaque, confusing, nightmarish game to get into. I think it's one I've been thinking. One I've been thinking about a bit recently because it's um, like, uh, increasingly, you know, thanks, you know, partly due to that Harada uh, interview. It does make me think that, like, 
maybe it isn't necessarily the barrier to entry that I, I and others might have thought that it is. Maybe this is actually a, maybe the, the, the barrier to entry for Tekken is like a newbie selling point in some ways. Um, because like, going back to uh, like when I, I used to like uh, help out on writing guides and yeah, like you wrote that one back, back there, yeah. uh, the Tekken five, and I and I wrote the one next. Well, co-wrote the one next to it, so they're sitting side by side. But at one point, these guys were working. I was talking to the guys. I think we would we'd been playing a bit of like Soul Calibur four in the beta, which was very funny. Um, and uh, but they'd been playing this other game that they were working on. I was working on another one, and they were like, "We've been working on this game called Dark Souls, and it's super good. It's really hard, but it's kind of it's, it's fair." Um, and you know, it's got this really deep world. It's it's great. It's got a really fun combat system. So, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it sounds really good." And then, so you know, they they made it. They put out the guide, which is apparently fantastic. Um, like probably pretty hard to get hold of now. Uh, and you know, Dark Souls went on to become this big big phenomenon. Um, you know, years down the road, I tried I tried playing Dark Souls. It was like, and people said, you know, this game basically, you know, it teaches you how to play it as you play it. It's very uh, informative. It's got this deep com- combat system. And I played it for a bunch, and I was just like, what the fuck were these people talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is going on? Um, like, because the game wasn't like uh, it didn't really have a deep combat system. Uh, like, you know, you couldn't do anything to any of the bosses. You just rolled and chopped them. You had a parry that didn't work on any boss. You had a block that didn't hardly worked on any bosses. Uh, it was just rolling and chopping. Uh, the game was full of, uh, like, stuff which just kills you instantly mm-hmm. and which wasn't, like, people were like, oh, yeah, it's totally telegraphed. And I was like, no, it isn't. You just die the first time, and then you know not to die the second time. There were tons of parts of it where you just, just kill you. level design, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I tried playing this game, uh, like, didn't look on the internet. So I was like, oh, people are like, oh, yeah, this game really teaches you. It's really organic and so on. So I didn't look on the internet, didn't look up guides. I was just like, I'm going to play through Dark Souls. And it was a nightmare. Like, because... But did you enjoy the nightmare, though? Did you, at the end of it, did you feel accomplished that, oh, you, that you died a bunch? Oh, <laughs> oh because it was like, uh, the game told me things which, well, A, like was a huge slog like you know i had to walk through the poison bits and whatever it is without any ring of bullshit uh i had to i fought bosses while i was hideously under leveled um like i went in wrong directions because the game in the early going had told me that um game in its early going had told me that if you progress into a level it will loop back into your previous it will you know you will gain access to your previous points right and it just didn't. I just walked into a huge dead end, and, and it was like, <laughs> it's like now backtrack three hours because here is a wall. And I was like, I'm, I'm restarting this game, and I'm playing it with a with a guide open next to me. Stop it! Just scrub, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, that's. I, uh, that, that, that's good. why I, I personally, I personally hate single player games like that. With that, um. You know, like like some Mega Man level design, or you know, what was it? I want to be the guy, or whatever, you know, stuff like that, where you kind of just have to die to something, and then you play again, and you, and you know exactly what not to do or what to do. Mm. That's not fun to me. The concept of you have to, the concept of you have to have died to it to beat it is inherently not fun. 
right? That's just kind of it's kind of just like okay, next time I see it, I just won't I just won't get hit by it, right? Mm-hmm. The the part about Tekken, I think that uh, that is really that is cool to me. I'm trying to highlight is the part that's kind of cool about uh, any game is that when you lose to something, you don't immediately know what the answer is, right? You mm-hmm. it, it's 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 not it's not a it's not a concept of oh I have to die to I have to die to this thing to know how to beat it that that sucks, right? No, it's I died to this thing and I can't I don't know how to beat it yet. It didn't the game didn't just exactly tell me. It presented to me a new problem and for me to for me to sit down and think about how how am I going to overcome this problem is the point of playing a game in the first that's that's why, that's why people sit down and play games because they want to they want to you know see a challenge and they try to figure out how to go, how to beat it. Um the yeah. The, 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 the answer to beating it is just right there. You know, Mega Man, you died to this thing, jump over next. It came, it came off, off screen out of nowhere. You had no way of knowing. But now that you know, just jump. It's, if, if the puzzle is that simple, it's not, it's not a puzzle. It's just, it's just you know, knowledge check. Right? And the thing about, the thing about, right? um, thing about Dark Souls is that it was one of those things where I was like, it's, it's insanely popular. Like after this, and you know, it does it does many things like super super well, like in level design and sort of tone and lore and and sort of the characters even. Uh, but it's uh, it was a game where I was both like very I was very confused at like the narrative that came out of it, like the, the way people would talk about it. They would be like, "Oh yeah, it's super hard, but it's super fair." Which mm-hmm. I know it isn't. Just like a, a sequence of generally pretty, it's, there's nothing like genuinely challenging. Yeah, exactly. There's no DMC jump canceling or anything. Mm-hmm. There's no system interlocking systems to learn, uh, like you would in like a DMC or a bayonetta or something like this. It's mostly just you know go through this, don't get hit at these points. Um, and so I was I was sort of confused at, at the. Then I, I realized like one of these things, the things that. Oxels was doing is that it was it was democratizing difficulty because mm. you don't have to like you don't have to understand linking systems or anything really for Dark Souls. You just have to like it's it's a game where almost anyone can actually play it. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't need super good execution. You don't need uh, like you don't you don't need particularly fantastic reflexes. The main thing it asks from you is time. The things mm. you don't do are I think it's the things that you do, like I said, they're generally pretty easy, but they're horrendously punishing. Yeah. You know, if you die at the at, uh, Ornstein and, and Smaug, whatever they are, mm. you go back like 12 hours to the elevator. Okay, it's actually like two minutes, but it's really boring. You have to run all the way back to the bosses. Mm. The main thing is that like, the main thing I ask for you is time and specialist knowledge. And these two yeah. things are available to everyone. Yeah. And I think Namco, you know, Namco Bandai owns both these series. I think, <laughs> like, and I think basically that they're like, they're a lot of their, their and a lot of Dark their, Souls players love Tekken and vice versa. There's yeah, like a huge cross. Their, their development in how the, the series goes is that like, is a, it's, it's hard to think of uh, like some of the balance changes from like competitive a fun standpoint sometimes but like a lot of them are there i think to make uh like to increase the uh the dependence on 
specialist knowledge and just like grinding the game out, you know, or because you have to grind out tons and tons of situations like Tekken 7 more than any other game, you know, things like you said, like down forward ones will track different yeah, ways at yeah, different yeah, frame yeah, disadvantages, all this kind of stuff. You just like, it, it increases that because everyone can do that. Yeah. Not everyone is super good at reading 50-50s or going deep into Yomi mix-ups. Not everyone has super good... Uh, not everyone has su- everyone has super good fundamentals or execution, but yeah, like if it comes to like, like a, yeah, like a new, you have like a really, or if, if, if I was like an idea about difficulty, right? There's different types of difficulty, like you like you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. on, on Dark Souls, right? And for Dark Souls, um, it's you like you said, playing the game is easy, right? It's just <laughs> it's just about it's literally just about how much you know about the game. Like, but do you know do you know what's coming next to to, to hit you, right? Mm. But when, when it comes to like, fig- like figuring out a game, um, you're going to, or overcoming a challenge in a game, you're going to run into like maybe three different things, which is one, figuring out the, how, how you figure out the correct answer to, to a situation, right? The, the process of figuring it out. Um, you, you know, like, like I said, in Dark Souls, it's pretty, like you said, Dark Souls, it's pretty straightforward. You don't, you don't need to be super smart to figure out what the correct answer is after you just died to something, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then actually executing it, right? Or, you know, doing, doing the counter. Is the counter something that is, um, that requires, you know, the hard execution, like you said, in Devil May Cry, right? Some things are some things are super easy to figure out, mm-hmm. but then super hard to do, or it mm-hmm. requires you to get good at, you know, being able to do the thing to beat it. Mm-hmm. And and then there is this nice mix in Tekken that required you to, you know, go through situations, um, figure out how, as you're going through situations, how are you going to figure out your answers to these situations? And then actually doing, and actually doing the, the, you know, training yourself to do the answers. Like, am I able to correctly time this block punishment on Bob's down back three plus four, four? Like you, like you mentioned, the two hit low. Um, so you, you got through that process. And Tekken had this had had an interesting mix where it demanded you to kind of kind of have a little bit of mechanical uh, ability to execute punishes and stuff like that. But that's not the hard part of Tekken. The hard part, you know, Tekken is not. Super, I think Tekken is also similar to Dark Souls, where as a, as a fighting game, it's easy to execute things in Tekken, right? The, the thing, yeah, yeah. The things the things we're being asked to do in Tekken is way easier than than most other, well, not new generation fighting games, but older well, fighting games. Well, it depends on um, your character. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Generally, I would agree with you. Uh, yeah, we 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 have like four, you know, frame perfect requirement, the timing requirements. Like other game, other games had like you know one frame links, you know, right, hard, right, right. Yeah, exactly. like you know you know, quick, like, conversions, all that stuff. Tekken doesn't really require any insane reactions, does not require any, uh, you know, insane execution mm. uh, for the most part. It doesn't require you to be a genius to figure it out. It does not require you to, um, you know, just kind of play like a... It's not, it's not as simple as, like, you know, playing Dark Souls and just knowing all the answers immediately as you, as you go through. It's, it's a nice mix of, like, medium, medium difficulty to figure out, medium difficulty to execute. <clears throat> and and if you want to just kind of remove the part of figuring it out, then what you're left with is a game that's easy to figure out that doesn't have much difficulty to execute things, and I, it's not. I think there's plenty of difficulty difficulty in tech and and more interesting difficulty without these puzzles. Honestly, I mean, this is this is a subjective thing, of course, but that's not the part I find enjoyable about tech and. Yeah, and I, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, so like, basically. What it is, I'm listening to you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you find fun in this game is subjective. 
Mm. That's we haven't said that yet. It is subjective. Right, right, right. What, yeah, yeah. Aria, what you will find fun is going to be what you find fun. You said you enjoyed the kind of just the the back and forth between you and your opponent when you play the game and once you've understand understood the mind game and stuff and you're you're in there and you're playing and it's fun. And of course, all of us do, right? I don't think anyone would, would disagree there. And speakers, you said you specifically uh, also also enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, the identifying a problem and figuring out how to get around it, and that's something that yeah. you really enjoy, right? But, but there's a lot of people that I enjoy do that not too. But that. it's the particular no, no, no. Problem, but type of problem. No, but I know, but what I'm saying is that a lot of people don't enjoy that, right? Mm. And um, there was a player who favorite. famously picked up Tekken recently. You know, we all know he picked up Tekken, and he didn't like a lot of the cheese that he was playing against. Yeah. Oh, that and, lesson, right? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't, like, <laughs> he didn't like a lot of the cheese that he was playing against. But he but you know what? When he actually understood a matchup and he goes, you know what I really enjoy is when I know a matchup and I know what the moves what I know what I'm looking out for, this game is fun. I like yeah. it. But he goes, I can't be bothered to go and search out. I mean, what's that move? What's this move? What the hell? But blah, blah, blah. like that's not fun for him. Can, but what yeah. what I think should happen, I think a good compromise without losing the depth, without losing the enjoyment that speakers finds and other people, is make the game help players to identify how to um, exactly. figure out a move. That would exactly. be a better thing to do rather than getting rid of the process Transparency of... Transparency uh, is yeah, what I'm asking yeah, for. Transparency. That, yeah, that's... Yeah, but... Uh, so the difference between that, like what, you, what we've been talking about, where they just kind of give you the answers to things is that instead of giving you the answers to things, they give you... They teach you how to find answers. Mm. I, I, I firmly believe that, as I said, that, that, that fighting games need tutorials, but it can't, that, that's not enough. The game itself also has to give players a breadcrumb trail. I mean, just to quickly talk about Leffen, I, like, I, I, I thought that he honestly had quite a few interesting observations, even good observations about flaws in Tekken. Like he said, um, highs and mids are too hard to determine. And everyone's like, oh, no. well, well um claudio's forward three was a mid in tekken 7 now it's a high lars is down forward two one used to be mid high now it's a mid mid and it's punishable yeah, that was stupid jack's one plus two there are, there's a laundry list of moves that literally used to be mid and are highs and vice versa so yeah it, like i think that's that's a fairly valid criticism you know you know you know there is something when you play the game a little bit enough you start you identify the location of where the uh, hit spark pops up when you block thing when you block things where you don't, and it shows you if it's something's higher. It, it those those moves you just named when they change, except for Lars down four two one because Lars down four two one is actually like the dumbest change in the game. I I, I have no idea what Nanko was doing with that one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the moves as they change, the location of the hit spark also changes. So when you block it, when you get hit by it, you know it's a high, you know it's a mid. But but the animation's still the same. But like like the the thing with Leffen was is that look, he he's a very experienced fighting game player. He's he's in multiple games, whether it's Dragon Ball Fighters or Melee or he's not a Tekken player. We're talking about Tekken. He's not, we're, not, but, we're not talking about fighting games, but, we're talking about Tekken. But But it's Tekken is a fighting game and it's a video yeah, game. Yeah, but it's so. but it's Tekken. Yes. If you can, if you so yeah, but so you he's have to bringing his experience from what is successful and what is appealing and what is fun to him from other fighting games and and applying that to Tekken. Oh, I think okay. his his opinion holds a lot of merit. His opinion is about tech is about games that aren't Tekken, right? The question isn't do you like fighting games and Tekken is a fighting game. The question is do you like Tekken, right? Do you enjoy the things that are presented by Tekken? Do you enjoy the puzzles that Tekken is giving you along with 
the the meat of playing the game? And the answer is no. He enjoys he enjoys the part of Tekken that is like the other fighting games, like you said, the part where he gets to play the, the interplay, that the, the things that he's used to from other fighting games, and he has the skills for already. He enjoys doing those things. But the part of figuring out Tekken, the the the, the puzzle aspect of Tekken that I, I keep mentioning, the part that is in the game that is part of Tekken. If you don't like that, then you don't like part of Tekken. That's 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 what you don't like. It's not it's not hey Tekken is flawed because it doesn't fit my enjoyment of other fighting games. Tekken is Tekken. Either you like Tekken or you don't. He have enjoyed other Tekkens more though. Like if oh yes played, oh yes he would have yes if you played Tekken he would have loved it. yeah. Yeah, or like, well, I don't know about Tag 2 because, like, if he's like, oh, this game's super, this game's super confusing and hard to understand. I don't know if Tag 2 is going to be the one you're going to, like, no, pull no, out. No, because it's, 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 it's not super confusing. It's, it's, the, part, it's the, the part that there's no logical path to figuring the game out, which is something I kind of keep, I mentioned on my stream a lot, where people ask me, how do you learn how to make reads? How do you learn how to, uh, you know, how do you process digesting this game as a new player? I tell them I don't know how to because Tekken 7, I, if I was a new player in Tekken 7, I would have hated it because... I, 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 the way the way I learned the game was by limiting options specifically, so I wasn't getting hit by a bunch of random stuff. I mean, I would I would I would force my opponents to have to like kind of but, rinse and repeat things, so I could like start to spot them and learn how to counter them. And Tekken Seven is so volatile that you will you can get hit by something, never see it again, and never never know how you're going to beat it. So you, you have to just like go study like a like a move chart or something and try to commit everything to perfect memory, like you're a genius or something, and then I and then hope you pull the right counter out at the right time. It's it's I don't know I don't know. I honestly think that's deflecting, though. I I think that the like his criticism was fairly black and white. Uh, he can't discern between mids and highs, and that's a flaw. That's a visual error. That, that but there's a visual. There's a hit spark. There's a hit spark there. He, that's not part of other. That's not. That's what I'm saying. There, the, if the like, hit sparks, if the, if the hit sparks are indicators, we as second players we can spot those. We can spot when a move is mid or high, even if we don't know the move. As a second player, I can tell. If I'm, you know, there's indications on animations that let me know if moves are unsafe. It's because I'm trained to figure out Tekken. I have those are that's my skill set. The 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 unique patterns of thing, identifying things in Tekken, I have developed those. He has not. That he has developed patterns of identifying things in other fighting games, which are more similar to what he's used to recognizing. But as far as recognizing new things in Tekken go, there's a new system. There are new things to spot, and when you can spot them, it's not it's not that hard. Look, if I if I if another game doesn't help you learn how to spot him, that's the problem. If, if a character does a punch like this, and then it hits low, like, like, uh, do we defend it because it's Tekken? It seems like a very mm. self-serving argument. No. I mean, no, that's yeah, of course, right? There are there are moves that visually are weird. As far as like, I think Jester and Skyrocket is one of them to me personally. I don't think Jester and Skyrocket looks like a mid. Yeah, right. I I know it's a mid because I I see. It. You know, I yeah. do it. I know it's made because I've seen the hit spark, but it doesn't look like a mid. But that's why the game has hit sparks because there are going because the game has so many animations. There's so there's so many moves. The, the reason the reason they added the, the the white outline to the homing moves and stuff is to try to help people identify. And that's a good that's a good call. I think that's a good call. Yeah. That help. I thought that's and that's I want yeah. more of that. I want more yeah. of the game and, teaching itself through the gameplay. Like right. I want like it's so frustrating whenever I'm trying to teach players Tekken. They always like. Ah, uh, but I learned this habit through this move, but then there are so many exceptions to that, and I feel like I'm never making progress. And it, it just feels like it, it's so hard for an intermediate level to progress in this game. There are so many obstacles to that that just aren't fun. I think like, like, it's not fun to constantly I, be being drawn in one direction just, and the other but direction. Like, is, Consistency, is Dark Souls, transparency. Dark Souls fun, though? Like... 
Depends on who you ask. But, this, uh, but, but I mean, this is the thing: is that like a lot of um, a lot of um, a lot of like video games are not they're not like designed necessarily to be fun. They're designed to do things like you know, pick up on different parts of your brain, like and they're, they're designed to do things like simulate jobs. Mm. Designed to like. You know, much of like a grinding is essentially, you know, Skinner boxes hmm. uh, where it's, it's essentially like de-risking things that you want to do. Right. Uh, instead of doing like one difficult thing in my real, in the real world, I can do like 10 fairly easy things on the internet. And each one of these will give me a tiny little like dose of satisfaction, but it might not like a lot. So you get a lot of games which are designed to, are designed to be grinds. They're designed yeah, or, or to Or in the case time. of Tekken, we're designed, designed to make people pump nickel into it by making them open. Exactly. And that's what I was... And yeah, this, this sort of occurred to me back when Tekken 6 came out. Because I looked at Tekken 6, and like everyone else, you know, I just thought, what the fuck is going on here? This is trash. Um, like, as, as I've said before, you know, we all played it. Uh, we, we met Tishumon from Japan. He was just like, everyone hates this game. It's rubbish. <laughs> this game, this game's so shit. Um, I was like, what's going on with this game? It was, it was sluggish movement. It was big ball combos. It was backfilling strings. It was, democ- it was genericizing punishment. It was all the stuff that people complain about in Tekken 7, but it was, this was the first time they really did it. It was Tekken 6.0. Like, it was the first time where I was like, oh yeah, the problem with Brian, and if you were like, the issues with Brian in, in DR are that he didn't have a fast mid, uh, he didn't have really powerful low, uh, and so they were like, all right, his down forward 2-1, got 30 frame mid now, uh, and his hatchet kick. And you can have taunt nerfed and forward 3 nerfed, like generic moves down, Sorry, generic moves up, unique moves down. Mm. But also, like they made every move, pretty much every move in a character's move list was became much more useful. Became, you know, as opposed to just being stuff you just chucked in the trash. Lots more of characters' move lists <laughs> became effective. Mm. Sometimes not even particularly effective, but like can catch you off guard level good. Mm. Is Dragonov's back to one a good move? It is probably not. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. But throw it in once uh, in a while. Are you going to block it the first time you see it in the tournament? Are you going to duck it the first time you see it in the yeah. tournament? Mm. But uh, so I, I found myself thinking, like, why are they doing this? Like, uh, this is it seems like a, a objectively step a step back from DR. Everyone, no one liked the, the thing about when people played Tekken Five. They were like the the com- the, the problems people had. They were like all combos do too much damage and they take too long. Then Tekken 6 came out, and they were like, here's dial-a-string combo extenders, which will take you all the way to the wall. <laughs> the wall system is now five times more lenient, and everyone gets disgusting damage off it. And I was just like, what's going on? This doesn't seem like it's a response to like, player feedback at all. But Tekken 6 was the most popular arcade Tekken around. Like, it was the most popular Tekken had ever been at the arcade. And I think it's because, you know, partially... It allowed access to powerful tools to everyone, like big wall combos. You know, Brian is no longer dash jabs. Brian is just, you get them up in the air, two moves, jab, back three, forward, four, one, two, run up, back one, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, you cannot miss wall conversions in any Tekken last six. <laughs> they stay on the wall for a century compared to DR. Looney Tunes. Um, yeah. Um, but like, it was super popular. It got, and like, I, I kept, and I started to think like, you know, there is an RPG element to this game now. Mm. There is an element of people are sitting there. They don't necessarily want to like have this, you know, a big part of what is appealing to people is not necessarily the, you know, back and forth playing, uh, you know, playing against the other person's mind kind of thing. But it is the the knowledge check. It is the fact that now your character is, your characters are now becoming so complete and so complicated. You can just go out with them and spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just playing your character, exploring their move list, and just trying to learn the stuff that's coming back to you. Mm. It made, I think, the fact that it was confusing and difficult and uh, like alienating, I think, I think it actually, I think genuinely, in some ways, it might have helped. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think genuinely, some people might have, like a lot of people have genuinely responded to that. I mean, and, the grindiness of it, the and and, 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 and it, the puzzles got easier. If that if that makes there's less to when you have when you have more to work with and more straightforward answers. It, and the game just asks you to learn more, like, you know, learn more answers to questions, then it just becomes much easier to get into the game instead of figuring out how do I make this, this Brian character with no fast mid, you know, an A-frame jab and, you know, it's like, you know, not, no real good lows. Like, how do I make him work in neutral? You know, instead of trying to <laughs> solve the, the fighting game part, you, it, it made it easier once you, once you have learned all your tools and, you know, learn all the things in the game. But... It required it shifted more of the you know the work into learning the tools, learning the learning the question or the answers and questions. Mm. And I think people also people also like having having specialist knowledge that other people don't have. Like mm. it's a big thing to be able to like say to people, "Oh, you didn't know you didn't know about X Y Z. You didn't know that Ling's mm. you know the optimal Cali roll punish for against yeah. Ling is actually X Y Z." You know. There's a lot of um, social mediation going yeah. on. There. To me, I hate yeah. that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like f- people. You know, people can make themselves feel like they've achieved this level where they understand what the gameplay loop of, you know, like like the Dark Souls thing, for example. You know, specialist knowledge is at a premium in that game because there's a point, like I said, there's a point where you have to wade through poisoned water <laughs> in order to get to a boss, right? If you don't want to wade through the poisoned water, what you have to do is at a certain level, when you've gotten powered up to a certain point, but probably not after that, that you have to go up a lift, roll off the edge, jump off another thing, uh, walk around like a, a series of stuff, find something which looks like a bird's nest and crouch in it for 10 seconds, then get carried away to another level where you will complete it and find the thing that allows you to wade through the water. Like, you... like. Like the specialist, but the thing is that like the game, when you master it, makes you feel like a hacker, like you've exploited the system. Like I'm the one that knows things and you're the one that, you know, the game doesn't like, that's why it's such a kind of speed run classic is that it's sort of the the kind of hacking and exploiting of the game is sort of how it was designed to be played. Yeah, that stuff is so nerdy. And that stuff is so nerdy to me and I'm a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's like, it's gotta be super nerdy, right? Like. But, but um, like, yeah, so, so like yeah. the thing is that like the Tekken, for Tekken, like the specialist knowledge is, I think it's something that 
I think probably binds the community together mm. at least as like it might be binding it together more than we think mm. and like less than you know, because it would be nice to think of the idea that you know if we made Tekken much more approachable more people would enjoy it we would have a stronger like we'd have a stronger <clears throat> scene more people to play and so on mm. but like specialist knowledge is I think Precious knowledge and grind and these things, like these are genuine selling factors for this game. Mm. Like, and so, yeah. I mean, apart from the fact that it was, it'd be impossible to clean this stuff out, like unless you somehow built it, wouldn't you would build a game that was that just wasn't Tekken anymore? Mm. Like, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't be always an option. You, you can make a game that plays exactly like Tekken that has entirely different things to offer than Tekken, right? You, you change, you, you remove a whole lot of moves, you, you know, you. Uh, give people just you know, straight answers, you know, straight comments, like how, like I said before the podcast, how Pokin had uh, hard-coded rock, paper, scissors to it, where Namco said, hey, this is how you beat these things. You throw, block, or attack, right? It's a rock, paper, scissors game. Mm-hmm. Um, some people want all the information presented to them like that so that they can play, get straight to playing whatever the, they think, you know, whatever the, the game between two players is, right? Like Ari just said himself, right? Um, yeah. for, for me, I... I, I would not prefer. I would not enjoy a fighting game where the information was laid out entirely. Um, mm. But if it, if it didn't ask me to solve how to think, beat problems, right? I think it's a happy medium. And, I yeah, think it's a happy yeah, medium. And, yeah. for sure. And and for me, my happy medium is Tekken, which is why I can say that I enjoyed my time playing Tekken. I enjoyed how much Tekken. How, I enjoyed how much studying Tekken asked me to do. I enjoyed how much um, solving Tekken asked me to do, and I enjoyed how much demand Tekken execute or mechanical demand. Tekken put on me. That's why I enjoy Tekken. I was able to play Tekken for so many years. So, um, if you don't like that, then you don't like Tekken. And, and 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 if you want them to change the game to uh, more, you know, to to remove the things that people did who don't like Tekken dislike about Tekken, then you can, you know, you can you can do that. There's there's no reason why it shouldn't be done. It's just a kind of a subjective thing, right? So do do you want to remove the aspect of the people? Do you want to remove the aspects of the game that people who like your game enjoy to get people who don't like your game to like it more? Can I, then can I can I bring up the the bloat topic then? Because a huge criticism mm-hmm. of Tekken now is bloat. There are fifty characters. They all have a billion moves, billion strings. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, like, is it is it a valid I, criticism of Tekken? I, it's it's a valid. Observation, yes. So it's, it's a valid observation. It's a valid observation to say Tekken has a lot of things in it to learn. It has a lot. It has a lot of a lot of things to know. To to say that this is objectively bad or this is objectively good <clears throat> is incorrect. Either, either way, right? Do you enjoy the process of learning these things personally? Um, I mean, when season four came out, like they added like fifty non-jailing mid-high strings, and I'm like, who are these four? Like, uh, like I enforce. I hate those. <laughs> I, I think I think they're adding the wrong type of thing because the the the, the issue the issue I the real issue I think with the game right now is that it's too important to have to know the the small things because these things make the difference between eighty percent combo or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they when the process of learning Tekken Tekken Six Tekken Tag Two, these things were more controlled. You could not know these things and and play the game while learning these things, and they would add, they would add to your ability to play the game. But it wasn't so like, hey, you can't play this round because you didn't know this thing. That to me, that is that is the real the current issue with learning Tekken Seven and playing Tekken Seven is that um, it's it's too much importance and too much importance uh, placed on the things that aren't generally fun about playing Tekken. Mm. 
but not that's not, not so much that the thing the thing should be removed, but they should not be a primary focus. Learning, learning, you know, knowing a billion different mid high strings because they keep add they keep adding mid highs. Like you know, I don't know why it's like mid 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 mid, mid high like every time. And an intermediate um, level. I wanted to see more double gin. I wanted to see more laser scraper variants. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what we wanted, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it's like all these strings, inevitably, the only way they're ever used at like, the highest level of play is just like combo filler or maybe a punisher. But like an intermediate level, they, they tend to be too strong. And they're just another barrier to get from what I feel, again, is, is the meat and potatoes of Tekken. But, you know, we're, we're just kind of going around in circles at one point. But I think my, 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 my issue really with, with, with Tekken, whether it's about bloat or moves or kbd it's just the lack of transparency right like we all agree that kbd is, a, is an integral part just bringing it back to movement is an integral part oh, yeah, of what movement, yeah. yeah that's what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> right? so look as a setup to this yeah there's a statement korean backdash clearly wasn't intended it's an exploit so it should be removed okay what are your thoughts on that guys Yeah, I agree. I just dis- I disagree too. Ex- <laughs> uh, thumbs yeah, down. Yeah, that's, yes, yes, it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty dub when um well it's part of the game's mechanics. Well, the the thing is, is that I think it's <laughs> it, you know game design is not a a we we're talking about this earlier, but game design is not such a cut and dry process. It's not what, as easy as people think. Yeah, you have an end goal <laughs> along the way. There are going to be glitches and hurdles and bumps and whatnot. And some of them might be very beneficial to the game. For example combos yeah like combos mm-hmm. in street fighter 2 started off as a glitch and they 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 and they kept it in because they look cool they're satisfying to do and they allowed fighting game developers to apportion a sliding scale of reward to moves so instead of just like light punch medium punch hard punch you can now you know you can have a combo a small combo or a big combo. So you have much more flexibility in your game design, which is great. Yeah, it really opened up um, the design space. Um, right. And, you know, it started off as a glitch, but it was totally beneficial to the game and the genre. And it's been the it's it's been underpinning the genre ever since Street Fighter 2, where it, where it initially came from. Um, so it, was, it started off as a glitch and it was developed into a feature. Yeah. Now, I think we all agree that KBD is a core element of playing Tekken. Mm-hmm. And yet it is still buried. It is still not an open part of the game. At least if you pick it up, oh. if you pick it up, you have no intention idea of knowing what it is. Right. But um, it's a, it's a usage of the game. It's a usage of the game's mechanics. The game's mechanics are there. The, the fact that the fact that movement cancels into other movement is there, right? Like that's not, that's, that's nothing that, the the usage of that the usage of how the mechanics work together mm-hmm. in order to you know get that back to like backdash into another backdash uh you know feeling that is something that kind of came from how players figured out how to use the mechanics so yeah i i don't i i never considered it an exploit it's just kind of like a stra- a strategy a strategic usage of the mechanics like together okay um phil spag your thoughts on yo 
that's the stats isn't it because you can't see my eyes if they're closed or not isn't it? <laughs> so you don't know if I'm bleeping so you're saying um, so the backdash uh, was an unintended consequence or something and, well you know, like I, I just feel like it should be developed into a feature at this point and there are many aspects to that like mm. like okay look, look at Street Fighter 5 yeah um, the game is not really about movement it's like footsies are important. Like for example, yeah, look at Minat. Yeah, Minat has this iconic walk animation, and you know, you know, like the, the, the cat walk animation, <clears throat> right? And people love it. It's all over Twitter and whatnot. And walking with Minat feels good, and that makes sense because she's a very footsies-based character. Yeah, so. Just the game is teaching you how to play the play her through the animations through an invisible tutorial. Moving around with Manat not only feels good, but it's effective at a competitive level of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, look at look at Tekken. Movement is core to this game. It it, it underpins everything. Yet mm-hmm. characters hobble yeah, around like them. lepers, like like. I just can't believe that this hasn't been made a priority. Like, oh, you, like, look, you're you're a new player. Imagine you're a new player, and you 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 you're playing your first game of Tekken. You hold back, and you see you see Kazuya shuffling backwards. You're probably going to think this is not an important part of the game. You know? Yeah. I so, feel like. So what are you I, suggesting, though? I I feel like Tekken should be doing so much more to give players a breadcrumb trail to organically lead them to what the to call I mean, Tekken. Like, know, give, give characters bespoke backdash animations. Like, the, give I, personality I, to their movement. Kazumi has a better sidestep than other characters, right? Why isn't that expressed yeah. in, the, in the actual animation? Why does her sidestep look like everybody else's? Why, again, this it, is it, another it element of... me. <laughs> this is another element of Tekken is opaque, and it's a detriment. Ah. You know? I, so I so I agree with I agree with the statement. The game should give you more breadcrumbs to you know to core, core Tekken, right? But I think what we disagree on is what core what we define as core Tekken. Okay. Um, I don't I don't think that knowing how to Korean backdash is part of the game that Namco should even be showing you, right? Like I don't I don't I don't think that's anything special. I think. But look, a huge part of Tekken is like, look, this game, you can block while backdashing. That's a Mm -hmm. a core element. That's so unique. Like, how Mm -hmm. many other fighting games can, like, is there any other fighting game where you can block while backdashing? I don't don't think so. Um, But Mm -hmm. like, look, in Tekken, combo damage is high and moving backwards is safe. And that what lends it its unique defensive flavor. Yeah, that, right. that's what makes Tekken Tekken. It's 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 innately a defensive game about whiff punishing. So, like, it's about like doing a move, and that's not the only element of Tekken, but it, it's it's a very important part of Tekken. Doing a move, baiting a whiff, backdashing out of there, punishing. Your 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 definition of core level, uh, your definition of core Tekken, I think, is too high level. It's too there's too many there's too many combined elements there. The but, the, de- the, the the core the core of Tekken is doing things that beat what your opponent is doing right that that's that's it and and movement is a tool for doing that right but there's there's other there's other tools in the 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 game needs to show you how to use all your mechanics and to to 
you know, beat what your opponent's doing, right? It needs to show you how to low pair. It needs to show you how to side center. Right? It needs to show you how to punish. But the the anything else past that, the com the com the combination of those mechanics and those tools to to find new options, that's that's on the player. That's you figuring out the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be against uh, having a you know s special animations for this, but I don't see how that's gonna uh, encourage people to learn how to backdash. You know? No, it'll uh, or... it'll encourage them to move. Like it'll be like, hey, moving looks good, feels good. It'll give you positive reinforcement. Pavlov's dog. Yeah, it'll encourage players to move. Do you know? Like, imagine if the characters had cool looking like movement that expressed their character, how much players would be moving more in matches and how much the quality of beginner to intermediate level play would, by the way, which is 99% of players, would drastically change. And this well, is why I'm saying people, even, even noobs, they do move backwards. They do move. They move back and they know, okay, this is back. I hold back and then I go forward. But most, talking, most noobs uh, just press buttons. Like that's from my experience. Of course, they, they, they press they a lot of buttons. buttons. But I mean, I've watched a lot of noobs too that just uh, you know say to them, "Oh yeah, you hold back to block." Oh okay, cool. And then they'll hold back to block. You know, and they understand <laughs> that very quickly. After hold back, I watched bro. I watched a lot of noobs, man, because we went to. Um, I was very involved in pre-release Tekken Seven. I got mm. to see all sorts of people play Tekken in the in in Eurogamer mm -hmm, all sorts mm -hmm. of conventions, you know, and they're teaching people how to play, you know. Oh mate, yeah, I love Tekken. I, I wish to play in Tekken Three. I'm I'm gassed for this game. How do you play? Oh yeah, press back to hold back to block. Oh okay, and they'll hold back to block. So it's it's fine. Terrible. I don't know if I think and, just and block. Anyway, by the way, it's terrible advice. It's too general. But yeah. anyway, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but 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 anyway, like uh, I I. I this this so topic of today's discussion was about the about movement right yeah. and uh, we talked about the backdash and is it too hard to learn um it, it, should it be dumbed down a little bit um uh, uh, i don't know if, if not dumbed i mean down. I'm, I'm not, not against, not I'm not against I, I don't agree with that at all i don't think it should be dumbed yeah. down at all okay so, um, yeah i'm not against um putting new animations in i think that'd be pretty cool actually um but I, don't, I just still don't see how it's going to encourage people to learn how to cream backdash in it. Or okay. uh, I know you're saying that maybe it's, it's going it's, it's to help people to want to, to want to hold back. Because it, oh, it looks cool. Look at that. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, we know why people like holding back with Manat. Yeah, come on. She, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But I think what yeah. it should do, the game should teach you, it should want to encourage you in, uh, by, by saying, hey, this is where you can learn how to do this thing. <laughs> It's not official. Like you should put it officially in the game that this is such a thing called, you know, the the backdash cancelling. You know, you don't, you don't have to call it Korean backdash if you don't want to. And here's how you do it. You get me? And you can have a game tutorial. Yeah, yeah, it needs a, it needs it. a tutorial. It's both all, it's all I need. It's all both it an overt and an invisible tutorial. I think. I I, I just find mm. I, I, it boggles my oh, mind. See, see, that's that, that. I feel I feel that. See, I feel that part is that's the subjective part, right? I think the part of should 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 the game between two players teach a player how to play the game i don't think so but should the game itself offer you the tools to learn how to beat other players yes it should you know it's funny yeah <laughs> you know it's funny that Gandhi actually does have a, a, a unique backwalk have you ever walked back with that character it's just funny man <laughs> Try walking back with it. Guys, pick, if you're on Tekken now, pick Ganryu and walk back with me. It's so funny. He has a very, very unique back hook for, uh, animation. Yeah, but I still don't think that uh, is going to make, make people want to move with him, you know? But if you backdash it with, with Ganryu, it still looks like, like everyone else. But I'm Not saying, really. It's pretty funny as well. <laughs> but it could be it's better. Like, I think quality of movement. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Phil. I think the idea, like, yeah, people, you, you can incentivize people further with uh, like animation changes, I think that's I think that's fine. I think that works. They've done it before. Like, uh, like if you do just if you do Frank's just frame skyrocket, 
in Tekken 4, like, you'll be there just going like, this is the spark. <laughs> it's just like, there's a like, tiny little blue spark on the end of his foot that says, you've done this, you know, the super advanced technique. Whereas now, he's just like, ah! He's got this explosive, like, blue cloud around him, right? It feels great. It feels great. It's a nice little bit of game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, um, like, electric, right? Um, uh, used to be, like, it's just, you know, it's just an electric in most games. Was it in Tekken 6? Or was it in Tag 2? I can't remember. But the one where they started adding the after you after it gets blocked. Like, the electricity. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's super cool. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I think that's what I is getting at. So, if you did something like you say every time you do a back dash and then you cancel your down back afterwards within one frame, like Kazuya will get like a little like it'll, like get a little blast of electricity around his arms <laughs> or his legs or whatever, like a little visual indicator saying you've done a perfect a perfect back dash, like. Something like that. To no, make are you saying that's cool. going to make people want to learn how to backdash cancel? You say, okay, if I backdash and I get a little wave of electricity yeah. around my arm, I yeah. want to see that more because that shit's cool. So I'm going to yeah. learn how to do look, this. Imagine if yeah. a backdash... So yeah. And then people in the commentary team would be like, ooh, look, he did three consecutive frame-perfect backdashes. And then everyone else would be like, what a bunch of goddamn nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think the game needs to teach you how to backdash, man. That's it. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't mention it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. talk about something that's so fundamental. That's it. Like, literally. Okay, incentivized by this animation. But, okay, fine. I mean, I, I think that that, on a separate note, would just be cool to have anyway. Okay. Yeah, but... If you really want to incentivize people to learn how to backdash, then make it easier for them by, but, by yeah. By let's take it back to Mario. Let's take it back to Mario. Would Mario have been so successful if before you started playing the game, there was a big text box? Oh, so you can run by holding B and hitting your head on a question mark will release a mushroom. And if Mario eats the mushroom, he will get bigger. No, it's taught to you intuitively through the game. That is good yeah, game design. This is a, that's a single player game. But it's the same gods, the, the core element. Okay, okay. But okay, it's okay, can we, can we get an example? Video can we get, can we get, game can we get an example of game Not an wasting the player's the time game. is, like, I don't understand why, like, is it good to waste a player's time? Like, I just don't think. Waste your time. Yeah. You're, but you're playing, the, you're playing the game and you don't know how to play it against other no, people. No, 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 you're, 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 mis, you're, mis, you're, you're misinterpreting. What I'm saying is, okay. if there's a tutorial mode, like, who likes playing tutorial mode? Who likes having text boxes? Yeah? I, you won't get players into Tekken by just, by like, okay, okay. all these, all, Tekken is still the same, but it's all explained in reams and reams and reams of text and job done. That's why it needs a single player game. It needs, it, needs a sing, it needs a single player mode. It doesn't need to be a tutorial. It doesn't need to say, hey, tutorial mode. But what it needs is a single player game where you get beat up for not knowing things and it shows you how to do the things. Hmm. I, I, I genuinely feel that Tekken needs to be more open and transparent about what it is, what it entails, how it's played. But that's okay. that, but it would and, do and, that. And, 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 it would, and, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Would yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> that would be like if you had a tutorial. Yeah, I was gonna say like, if you had a tutorial in which or a single player mode, like you said before, yeah, where you where you have to do these things. Like we, we haven't had that before, man. To do that and then and, and then uh not only is it gonna enforce the fact that these things are important, otherwise they would not be in the game and they wouldn't be pushing it in my face like this. 
but uh, you know, uh, it, it's, they'll, they'll understand that it's something that they need to do in order to get good at this game, and they'll have to do it. Right now, it's like I mean, uh, how when you know when I was playing Tekken Five, and I saw people backdash canceling, I was like, "What are these idiots doing? Look at these idiots dancing around," you know. But I didn't know it was backdash canceling. I didn't know that these guys were using it, and it was like a fundamental thing until until I you know I started to delve deep into the game. But if I, there was a tutorial mode and I was like, okay, I'm going to play this mode and, and they explain what that was, I'd be like, oh shit, okay, so this is something that I have, I have to do because this is what it does. Then, then, you know, that's the best way to go about it. And I see what you're saying that it might encourage people to want to move and it might feel nicer to, to backdash if you add these animation things into the game. But I think there hundred percent used to be more than that, and we've been talking about it for, for yeah, of course years it, now. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a multiplayer game, right? It's like if you if, imagine selling someone chess without putting a little paper that tells them how the pieces move. Mm. Chess, I think that I, I'm not sure about that analogy because chess is a very simple game to learn. The the basic rules are it, uh, you you can pick them up in five minutes. The, the, okay, but someone needs to explain them to you, right? Someone needs to explain to you how each piece moves. They need to tell, they need to tell you how this captures, how, how does sure. this go, where does this go, what is, what is a check, what is a checkmate. Sure, and then when sure. you have that, and, yeah. and then when you have that, everything else is left for you to figure out, right? Tekken doesn't teach you how, you know, it doesn't teach you pillow player. It, does, it doesn't teach you to, that you can't move. It doesn't teach you how to do combo, it doesn't teach you to punish anything. And not it just everything puts it in the is, game, it's like bird it. And know? not everything <laughs> ca- can be an invisible tutorial, but I feel efforts need to be made in both directions. Because you can't expect players to just, new players, just be like, hey, Here's a tutorial mode. Everything's in there. Like, it has to be a, a two-pronged approach, I feel. And, and not only that, but imagine, like, Tekken has really taken <clears> on <throat> as a spectator sport. And what are players doing, like, for a, for a huge, not majority, but a huge mm. chunk of time when you're watching high-level play? They're moving. And imagine if that looked sick. Imagine if it looked dope. <laughs> imagine if Kazuya expressed, or any character, expressed their character through their movement. It would be like, man, that looks cool. This game looks organic and amazing, and they look like I, I, th- I thought it was cool. I understand making the changes. You know, to, you know, if they can make something cooler. To me personally, when I saw people, when I saw the Koreans moving around after, like, you know, when I was when I was fifteen, I was like, dude, I gotta learn this game. Right? This, this looks so sick. Mm-hmm. I'm a nerd. I, I'm, a, I'm a nerd who like who like what Tekken who like what Tekken is. Um, and I, it just it just all comes back. It just all comes kind of back to that where it was like, do you like? was presented to you or not. But and imagine if it well, I'm 100% not against that. I'm not against that at all. Yeah, not against yeah, yeah. having, I'm having new animations in. Yeah, it should be fun. Like, it would be good. Actually, you said it's a spectator sport and that would make it uh, more unique and maybe nicer to look at, right? That's, but that's a separate point to, is it going to encourage pe- players to, to want to learn how to, how to do these fundamental things in the game? I, I do think that there, there has to be, like you said it yourself, there needs to be more transparency. Well, this and every element it. it's so many ways so it's, it's uh, transparency like look it's so many elements this is the recurring problem i feel with tekken like look at the patch notes they're freaking wingdings compared to um soul caliber's patch notes like their intentions are with each update clearly defined we did this to mitsurugu so he could do x and x in x and y oh, situation imagine if we had that like i you know I, I just feel that this push towards Tekken being this mysterious, opaque game, it, it's archaic and it, it's hindering yeah. the progress. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think of, so. the, I don't, of this franchise. But if a tutorial teaches you how to, but it's not super, that's the thing, it's not super opaque. So there's it, it a combination of what you need I a tutorial. Before, I'm not where, saying don't have a tutorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Prime yeah. importance. There's a, there's a, there's but a combination not just of what I was saying that. Before. 
where um, the game, you know, part of the fun of the game is looking at the game and figuring out how to, you know, figuring out the answers to things, right? Mm. The problem with Tekken is that it feels, it feels like everything is opaque. Everything is impossible to spot because mm. it doesn't teach you how to spot things. Mm. So uh, what, the game, what the game needs to do is it, need, it needs to lay out the mechanics for you so that you can, you can you know, have an idea of how to figure things out. And it won't feel as it won't feel as opaque as what you're saying. It's, it's not that the game doesn't. It's, it's not exactly what I'm suggesting. I agree with you 100. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, that's, but that's, I mean, that's why I said you need a tutorial because when you have a tutorial, if you if, if players know that if a move has a white spark on the end of it, it's homing. They when then when they go when they go and they play a game, and they get hit by a move while sidestepping and they see the white spark. They'll know. Okay, I got hit by a homing move. Right. That's all the game needs to do. It needs to tell you how to spot things I, I, and, 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 and the things themselves aren't that difficult to spot. And the, and, and the, and the level of requirements right now to spot things, honestly, I think is in a good spot. Like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think the game, um, okay. when you know how to, when you know how to identify things, I don't think that the things are super difficult to identify anyway. The problem is that the game doesn't teach you how to identify things. The game is a tutorial. And if, if, it, if it does that, everything else will just be solved. I mean, you don't think there are like a billion edge cases in Tekken that just, that are just like... In Tekken 7, yes, but <laughs> the, edge, <laughs> the, edge cases are, the edge cases are not nearly as plentiful as everyone, or, you know, as uh, people on like the mid-level would imply they are, uh-huh. because people on the mid-level don't know, they, they create fake patterns in their head. They create, they say, hey, I, I've made this pattern of how things should be, and all of these things violate it. It's a mm-hmm. bad pattern. It, they, you know, they're, not, they're not good at spotting, uh, you know, at, at spotting the things, which is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. The game, if the game teaches you how to identify things, the people will stop making up these fake patterns and stop believing that there's a bunch of edge cases to patterns when really the patterns just aren't real in the first place. Okay. I mean, look, look, bringing it actually back to that in, initial um, video that sparked this whole thing, it, it was from an old episode of Wave Dash. And I suggested that just tapping back should be made more effective. Of course, not to the uh, more effective at creating space, not to the level of a KBD. There should be a real reason to learn that skill. Tekken is a skill-based game. I think we all agree that KBD is an integral part of Tekken's identity, and it's a big part of what makes it fun. And movement systems sort of define what a fighting game is. I think I think Gerald came to that conclusion uh, very eloquently in his video, and I completely agree with that. But I don't think, or at least I'll pose a question to you, is it possible to lower the skill floor, i.e. make just tapping back more effective, and also raise the skill ceiling? And what I'm saying is like, you know, I think we all, I think we all agree that movement should be better in Tekken 7. So make KBD more effective, but also Mm -hmm. make just, just basic tapping back more effective too. And make it look game, better that's too. What they did, that's what they did with Elisa. The, the reason Elisa's backdash is so good is, be, or the reason Elisa's Korean backdash is so good is because her backdash is so good. Is because because it, it starts and ends immediately, mm, right? No, she, it's, it depends on how you do it. Like right now, when you backdash and you try to backdash again, there's a long interval where your character is, is is stuck in this kind of static animation. I'm saying just just cut that a little bit. Yeah, so. And you can even create an incentive for players to do KBD. Like, for example, the first half of a backdash is faster and the second half is slower. So you're incentivized to cancel it at a specific point. In this way, you can actually increase 
the skill ceiling. Yeah, you're incentivized to cancel a specific point to create space more effectively, albeit at the risk that you're crouching the sometimes. First, because if you're just tapping back, that's much safer, of course. And they both have an application at high level play. So you're making it easier for beginners and you're increasing the skill ceiling. Lowering the floor, bring, bring up the ceiling. They're not mutually exclusive. Well, sorry, the they first are mutually half exclusive. of the backdash is faster, but the last part is... I'm, I'm confused by what you mean. On that. Okay. So, so you're um, saying to reduce... Just make the backdash <laughs> cover the distance quicker, Yeah. but then okay, so, um, have less recovery at the end of it? Okay, so it's the character, right? And mm-hmm. this, is the, like, this is the distance that they cover in a backdash. Yeah? This first half is faster, so they go... And then the second half is a bit slower. So you're incentivized mm-hmm. to cancel at this point. So you're like, bup, 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 bup. and if you're just tapping back, it's like, bup, bup, bup. but that's still better at creating space. So you, you've made, you've given an option for new players to create space. Yeah. How? How, how does that change anything? Because they're still in the same distance, right? And they're still in the same distance at the same timing. But you, just, you, can create this, you can create space faster if you cancel properly. So there is a real incentive to so, learn. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you're bu- so you're buffing. Kore- so you're buffing Korean backdash, and not the regular thing. I'm saying the they both backdash. should be better. I'm <laughs> saying regular backdash should be better, and Korean backdash should be better. Movement should be better for all. But imp- most crucially, is that like entry level players have a means of creating space effectively. Well, I mean this. Okay. Okay. But I don't, I don't see the difference between what. I don't see the difference. If I'm just mashing the back, if I'm just mashing the back button right now, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go the same distance in the same amount of time as what you're proposing right now, right? No, you're not. You're not. You're going. You're going double the rate, maybe. Like canceled. Pop, 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 pop. Use, using the faster half of the backdash every time. But imagine, like, if you're just mashing back, you're going boop, boop, boop. But it's still better than what it is now, and it looks better. And players will want to do it because it looks better and it is better. And it feels better, and it just yeah. How am I not? How am I not understanding this? Um, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to. I'm trying to visualize. I'm. I'm. I'm clearing this. Phil Spag. I mean, did did you get what I'm trying to say? I mean, you uh, expressed a bit more like articulate than I did. Maybe I maybe I fluffed my the way I expressed it. But I'm just saying you can make Korean backdash more effective. You can make movement overall effective. You can increase the skill ceiling and also lower the floor. You can make Tekken more inviting and also give more depth to the movement system. Like, I, I think people have this allergic I reaction. Make, I think they should just make back that sidestep go further. That's my... <laughs> yeah. Dream. But, I mean, I would, I would like, increase the, uh, the cues. I think it's difficult to, like, like you said, I think, I think animation cues on, like, successful backdash cancels, those would be nice. I think it's hard to get, like, successful cues on things like sidestep. Uh, I think that that's very difficult without turning it into some kind of weird VF sort of semi-parry system where you go, like, successful sidestep. No, I wouldn't do anything like that. I think back, making backdash cancel look prettier would be nice. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, yeah, I think it was. It should just just go further. Bicep should go a bit further because and there's lots of moves which just track in this game mm. uh, that didn't didn't used to. Uh, even above and beyond the fact that the movement for a lot of characters is is not as good as they used to be. Mm. Like you know, I've said many times, you know, tracking down forward ones were not really a thing in mm. earlier Tekken's. Mm. Uh, they're really a thing in this one, and they don't necessarily all track in the same direction or even the same direction for the same character all the time. Um, um, I I totally agree. I, I think making movement 
stodgier in Tekken 7 actually made it inadvertently a, a, a lot more unapproachable for a lot of players. Because it, oh, like, yeah, I, well, because I played Tekken 5 recently and, and like, you know, like, like so, you know, someone runs up to you and starts mashing out a string. I'm just zip, zippity zoop getting out of there. You know, it's, it's, I can get back to a safe range like Safina would in, in Tekken 7. It's just easier to disengage from pressure situations. <laughs> and I'm not forced to learn a million strings. Like, th- like, I think what happened when K- when coming into Tekken 7 or 6 even is the, d- the devs looked. At, at high level play and they're like okay Tekken's too hard um, and we want more people to play it so uh, what are the good players using to win matches they're using movement if we make movement weaker then we shorten the gap between beginner and and expert level players inadvertently you have made the journey from beginner to expert much harder because it is way easier to learn how to k- a Korean backdash than to learn how to deal so with a billion different strings it's so like I said earlier, Namco, Namco really sucks at making a good game on purpose. And <laughs> every, every, all, the, all the best parts about Tekken are uh, kind of accidental. Um, the game, the game that the game that Namco had in mind. It's a if, synergy if you, if you between community to, and developers. It's if, a dialogue. If you, if you want to see how Namco intended for Tekken to play, you have to go watch, uh, what is it? But the Ryan, you know, the, the old 1998 Ryan Hart uh, Tekken 3 World Championship thing <laughs> where, yep. where players are just kind of like, you know, they're just throwing strings at each other and blocking low and, you know, responding with whatever, because that's how the game was meant to be played. Um, it's not, that's not really appealing to most people, right? It's not, that's not cool. That's not cool at all, right? Yeah. And, oh. and upon the discovery of how we could control options to not just have this up close, like randomized, pick one of your 80 options in your face brawl uh, game, we, you know, we got the Korean backdash, right? And now we are able to limit what comes we are able to uh you know not get hit by anything not play a random guessing game we're able to uh control ranges and and start identifying what moves our opponent's going to throw out to try to hit you because you're moving a specific way and they have to do it mm. uh we created the game there's, there's a whole meta game created off of that specifically every mm. time namco makes a change it's to remove it namco mm. wants to go back to the game where you can get hit by a billion things and you kind of just have to throw moves at each other yeah. um it's yeah, a yeah, fucking room. That's, like, that's the perfect yeah. example, bro. Yeah, that's the perfect exactly. example. You literally have to hold his shit. Down forward one, <laughs> down forward one, two, down forward one, down forward one, four. Down forward one, just can't mix up the down character. Forward one, down forward one into a sweep, into a hell sweep. Mm. Bro, if that isn't the most blatant um, like sign of their intention, then I don't know what is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leroy yeah. Baku, Rob, like, uh, Tekken four, you know, Tekken four, the 7.0 Every time, every time we do something, every time we, you know, players make a game, make a game like, or they push Tekken to like a, a new height based off of the things we've discovered, they bring it back. Tekken from Tekken Tag one with the Korean backlash right to Tekken four. From Tekken Tag two with the with the insane movement right to Tekken seven point You know, um, and so the game that they intend for us to play is one that is much harder to learn, be- or much harder to be consistent at. It's a, it's a game where you can just, you know. There are a billion moves, and this all is important to know them all because they can all hit you at any given time. Mm-hmm. They want you to have to randomly, you know, to be able to defend against any random thing. They want you to be able to re- react to everything while knowing what moves you don't have to respond to and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And that is that is really intricate. And navigating a game like that is way too intricate uh, to even like try to find the starting point to learn. Mm-hmm. It is much easier when a new player can sit down learn their movement and be like, okay, I'm safe from these options right. and only these things can hit me. So I will learn how to deal with the things that can hit me and exactly. I'll learn the other options later. Right. You lower the load immensely. I, I you know, I, um, 
I think we're in we're in agreement on this. Okay, let, let me just summarize. Sorry, I, I, in more articulately, more succinctly, what I think should be done with with backdashes. First of all, just make them look better. Like just like a lot of appeal in fighting games. I mean, we like to mythologize like oh, fighting games are so deep. They're like virtual chess and the mind games. Blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, like people play them because they look cool. Like we do things because they look cool. Like you're rewarded. Uh-huh. Uh, See, that's what that might be fundamentally where we disagree, right? Because I don't, I don't think Tekken is. I didn't ever thought Tekken was super cool. I thought what was cool was the thing no. the players were doing. I, th- I still th- sound you still found it visually appealing. You didn't like want to play. You weren't playing like a card game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't like card games. That's that 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 was the that was the entire entire thing. I found the I, I played I played Street Fighter not because I Street Fighter looked cool. I actually really hated the way Street Fighter looked. Uh, Street Fighter 4, that's why, this was, that was a competitive game I started in. I thought it was really cool when I saw Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty cool, the mind games I saw between the players when people were explaining them to me, and I was like, I want to try to get into this, and I want to like, learn how to... So, like, the, seeing people react to things, seeing people, you know, make reason on each other, that was cool to me. The, the look of the game, they're not... I would rather go play... I think there's a lot of games with way better, cooler designs than fighting games, like, you know, League of Legends, for example, even though the game the gameplay sucks, right? The, the, the characters look super cool to me. Yeah, I mean, um, this is look. This is the reason why te- this is the reason why kind of Tekken survived and Virtua Fighter didn't. It looks cooler, moves are beefier, they have impact, and it's like, like this is why I love Tekken. Why we probably all love Tekken. It just feels good to hit people in Tekken. Moves are chunky, and people fly around everywhere, and it's kinetic, and like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I see that point. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I play with my mates, and my mates are like, "Bro, I, I like Tekken better than Street Fighter because it just feels fluid and it feels nice." And when I hit someone, look, yeah, the, most and Tekken Seven did a good job with that as well, actually. The feel, like, yeah, the feel, the feel is also a good part. That's a, that's a big part too. Yeah, the, the feel, feel of the game is so important. Possible. It's it's yeah. like it's one of the reasons why, for example, um, air dashes or anime fighters aren't as popular because, well, first of all, I just think anime. We're going off on a bit tangent here, but like the reason Street Fighter and, and Tekken are popular is because they have a they have weightier impacts and also they have a very broad visual style that appeals to lots of different demographics. I mean, we, we kind of downplay how important that is, but like the re- mm. the only, the only kind of air dasher, which I know, which is super popular is Dragon Ball fighters. And that's cause it's Dragon Ball, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I remember when Soul Girls came out and you know, everyone was like, Oh, this is a super good game. But you'd just look at it and you'd just be like, well, that is a very theosyncratic art style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is not going to be necessary for everyone. Um, yeah, Tekken has, yeah, has a, a relatively, as well as like being really good at having like impact and uh, like visual representation, it has like a, has quite a wide uh, palette in terms of like, representation, right? So you can pick a, um, like you can pick like a beefy manly man or a annoying girly girl, like, and there's there's quite a, like a you know there's there's something for you in that range. Yeah. Whereas a lot of other games, like they require you to like a certain like you know you, if you're gonna play KOF, you're gonna play like a uh, there's a Japanese person wearing clothes, like is the <laughs> sort of a three piece suit, like, like, person in a three piece suit, Irish, you know, headband and a vest, looking yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tekken's amazing because there's, there's a massive contrast between the players there. Exactly. Look at the Ana community and Kazuya. They're never <laughs> mixed. They'll never mix. Those two. Never, ever, ever. They're, they're players. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. There's something, something for everyone with this game, man. And yeah. then I added Lucky Chloe in. And I thought, this ain't going to have no one. This won't have a, a, a market. And then fucking hell. This is fucking people that play Lucky Chloe as well. Shit, man. I guess Namco knows more than I do. This is okay. one of the reasons I, I railed so hard to like give us more hard-boiled, m- mature female characters. Because it, it just feels so like restrictive like 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 female character age 16 to 25 or 40 if you're nina but you're frozen but male characters are like like the youngest one is like jin who's in his 20s and then you have heihachi and wang it's just like yeah mm. variety it's it's cool you know like people you know. more people will play your game because there are different types of characters to appeal to you i did not think this was a controversial statement but apparently it was it's, that it, that explained bro that it actually explains so much about why i don't understand why people like this game <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like I'm like making all the connections in my head now, right? This game is not meant to appeal to people who enjoyed it for the reason I did, which is why the game is taking a whole different direction. Okay, but, got it. But, I got it. But like fundamentally, you start you you you, you start playing Tekken because it felt good. Like and crucially, hits in Tekken do feel good. It's a really like impactful game. It's a huge part of its appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good. we all started casual at one point, and we started playing Tekken because felt good, felt good. So if hits feel good. And hits hitting hitting someone is an important part of the game, and hits feel good. Movement's also an important part of the game, and movement should feel good and look good. Yeah, so that's yeah, right. So I don't think this is controversial. Step two is if you want to make um, backdash more useful, or sorry, horizontal movement um, more useful for entry level players. Shorten the uh, the re- the interval, the recovery at the end of a backdash. So just going back, 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 back. The recovery time at the end is a bit shorter, so it's a bit more effective at creating space. Okay, okay, I see. Okay, okay. So that's that is one. that's step it. Two. That's it. You're but moving. step three, step three is during this backdash, the first half is faster and the second half is slower. So you have an intense incentive to cancel in the middle of it to create a Korean backdash. But you also have an incentive not to. Yeah, um, yeah, you have. But because, like, because, just yeah, backdash yeah, by itself. Yeah. But if you if you if you if you uh, create if you create a Tekken where you don't have to cancel your backdash to make space to effectively make space, right? And mm. define whatever you define as effective, right? Right. Um, then you kind of break the rhythm of the game because a lot of, a lot of the, a lot you. of how the game is a lot of how the game is played is played around that backdash cancel rhythm. Of, and, of course, you know, and. You know, Backdash and canceling is a risk. It's a risk. You're crouching. Like, that's why random big mids tend to clip you sometimes. Ask lay forward, forward, three. You know, that, that's that's why I connect yeah. sometimes. And it's also, it's also why we say hard to, like, low carry, kind of, like, off, off, uh, like, off rate them lows, right? Like, in, like, at a high level. So, like, if you, I don't know if you ever caught any of the streams I did where I literally didn't move. <laughs> oh, yeah. But when you don't, when you don't move, it becomes much easier to, to low parry things, to time things, because you're not on an input rhythm where your hand isn't like automatically doing, you know, doing the, the thing. Um, it goes, it gets, it's a, you know, when you're in the middle of backdash canceling and stuff, it's, uh, it becomes harder to low parry things. You're, you're not just for timing, literally going from back, back to down forward. These are kind of things that uh, affect how we play it. So of course, a lot, a, a lot of how the game is played, a lot of how the attacks are timed, a lot of, how, a lot of your mind games are timed around that backdash cancel rhythm. And if I can break that and still be functional, you know, as far as making space, if I can still limit my opponent's options in, in their ranges mm. while also not being held to that rhythm, mm. I would, there are, there are plenty of opportunities where, like, if you were actually in a close defensive situation where you would want to go for that, you know, just single back, the spam single backdash as opposed mm. to backdash canceling. 
For sure. It would make, make defending easier. There's a huge risk of if, if, if the safe backdash is actually useful, then it, would, it might, might even invalidate the, uh, the canceled version. I understand. So it's what's your reason yeah. then? What's, Arya, what's the reason for making this, uh, the normal backdash just back, 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 back? Why, why buff that? Because um, I don't feel that you should hold effective movement at a ransom. I, f- I think it should be there. Yeah, I think it should be there. It's, it's a big part of Tekken, but I don't feel that for something as basic as moving, you should have like now speed kicks. You don't think it's as hard as well, people people suggest it is, but yeah, I don't see, think that's that the should, thing. And Namco doesn't want you to move at all. That's a hallmark. It's not a built-in mechanic. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not something like we're doing, like you know, as a part of core Tekken as Namco envisioned it. No, we're doing this because we figured it out. To suggest that it's being held at ransom is to is to is to, is to, is to you know it's, it's, uh, sorry not at ransom it's, that it's the actual it's skill gated it's behind a gate right it's even to say that even yeah. to say that means that uh, you're saying that learning how to cream backdash is is far too hard whereas you know you've already seen speak it said he learned it in a week you have um, or got good at it in a week. Uh, you got a lot of people in the chat. Most of them, you asked them, they said uh, they're new to Tekken 7. That No, actually, I think most of the people said that they didn't really find it too hard um, to, to, to get their head around it. Now, when I, when I have come across players who have had a hard time, it's because they either, one, don't understand the concept of it, like what it actually is and what the inputs are, mm-hmm. or they don't actually understand how to effectively practice it. And again, like me and Speakers have been saying, if you, a, a very good holistic tutorial mode would, 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 would be all of that. It, 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 would, it would fix the problem because and instead of encouraging players to actually what, to, to buff normal backdash is to encourage players to not actually learn how to do this. Oh, I can't bother, man. Oh, that's bullshit. Like, imagine they're trying to learn Korean backdash and maybe one hour and they're like, oh, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm just going to do the normal one because it's good enough anyway. Or it's, it's maybe not as good, but I, I'll, I'll get away with it. I, I think no, it totally, no. I, I understand what you're saying completely, but I think it depends. At this point, it's just like you have to put it into practice, right? I, I totally understand your concern that if you make regular just tapping back too effective, it might totally invalidate a Korean backdash and you wouldn't want that. No, but, it might not even do that. It might not even invalidate it. It, but it, 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 would make, just create, it would just change the game. It would change the game a lot. But mm. is that a bad thing? Um, like, we have been playing Tekken 5 uh, for the okay, past okay, decade. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. But now I'm asking, why, why are we breaking the game of Tekken? For what, for what purpose? What, what still, is the reason? Is, is, is the reason, was, the, the, the reason we're changing... The, the, re- the reason we are changing the, the game and the way it's played is so that people can get into playing it easier which just doesn't make sense because they're no longer playing the same game, right? It's, 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 it, the intentions aren't even like simply to make it more fun, more engaging, more about one-to-one interactions with, with players. Yeah. Like I feel that Tekken's been sort of in this stasis where it, it just keeps iterating upon itself. And at some point, like you, I want something new from this franchise. I wanted to take a risk. Like I, I sometimes imagine like if Tekken 4 was released 10 years later, all the ideas that were presented in Tekken 4, we, th- this game would be a radically different space, a, a, a radically different game, sorry. Because Tekken 4's problem was that it couldn't be patched. Yeah, it was super innovative. But I often wonder like if it was released 10 years later and we, we could patch out 
you know, gins, just frame laser scraper. If we could patch I, out all the nonsense. I would I, what I'm saying cool. is I want innovation in this series. It's been lacking it. Meaningful innovation. Like, yeah, slow-mos look cool. And they, and they did so much to get uh, people to get I into Tekken. But like, Rage Arts, Rage Drives, this is all surface level stuff. And often yeah. like, like I, 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 I want this game to take risks and experiment with yeah. itself to further yeah. its own identity. That's what I think. Yeah. Don't, you know, you can, we, can, we can add things to, we can innovate the game without removing that core accidental gameplay that, that Namco created, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, because Namco created a great game on accident. It seems like every time they try to change the game, they remove the great part of the game. Yeah, um, and they should embrace could, the backdash. They should embrace if, movement. If, if we could, if we could innovate uh, the, the the game while maintaining the you know the gameplay that the players have created, exactly, that's good. Exactly, then it'd be it'd be fantastic, right? Yes. Now, I I am all for innovating. However, I am not all for changing aspects of the core game because people suck at it. So we, you know, you know what I mean. Like I, I'm, I was, I was completely okay when they, when they, when they changed, when when they changed throw break. Like yeah, I use the example, right? When they changed throw breaking, right, and to make it easier, I was like, this is perfect, right? Because throw break, because throws get, we don't throw that, you know, that often high level, like high, high level, like throws are like tests, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, do you pass or do you fail? It, you know, it doesn't change too much about the the game that we're playing, uh, like in, you know, the end goal of what Tekken is, and it makes it easier for players to get into, right? I am all for changes like that. I, I don't, I don't think there should be so many things in Tekken where. Um, you're just being, you're just being, I'm not sure if that's a great change though, because it's just like, it's like the, the tutorial, the things that the start will say, like, you know, if your opponent is, is, you know, blocking, you try and break their defenses with throw or whatever, but like, got this thing where there's like, character will reach out with like a a right or a left throw for their generic throws, but you break either one with one or two. Like the the throw breaking system is super confusing. Like it was made more confusing in Tekken seven. It's like, I I, I agreed with the, (laughs) with the the throw breaking change of, of, um, of, but making the throws, either making the window, the throw break window higher. I didn't really, uh, like the, the generic change, yeah, yeah, yeah that that was that was real weird. Friends, that's, that's enough. That was enough. Yeah, just yeah, it's, 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 it's counterintuitive. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I haven't suggested that they dumb down the movement though. If I have, I've I've offered an incentive to increase the skill ceiling, like that, to give you like if you cancel perfectly halfway through the backdash. I mean that that that's a skill based incentive. But like but we're movement, already, we're already is, doing that. We're, we're already doing it. Where are we already? You are, you already need to know your different types of backdash, like your your different uh, speeds of backdash cancel to evade different things, right? Like, I, there's a clip it, of me playing the feet, like like of me playing the and I like backdash the lay rate, the lay razor rush, and my backdash rhythm changes to match like the speed of the hits that are coming at me. Like, they, those things are important to know. Like, when when do you cancel what, what backdash to like get out of whatever, and uh, that that's that's part of the game. But what makes the game? What would simplify the game, make the game, the game a lot uh, easier, is to allow people to make the space without canceling the backdash because of the fact that when you remove the rhythm aspect of the game, and, you and, are making defense a whole lot easier. And, and I'm suggesting that also, if you, if you, my suggestion is basically a just frame optimal backdash. Um, that, that would add, that, that would, that would add, that would allow you to get out of unique pressure situations. So there's a real uh, incentive to learn this. Yeah. And, Again, it's it's increasing the skill ceiling. 
Okay, but it's decreasing it. It's decreasing the the skill demand for defense with no rhythm. That's what I'm saying. That that that's the part. That's the, that's the part that's really bad. That it's not it's not it's not so much about having the buffed Korean backdash. It's about being able to create space without having that that uh, input demand. Create you know it um, opens up a lot way too much for defense, and it makes it makes it makes things way way easier, way too easy. Okay, so I mean, you're suggesting that horizontal movement should stay static and just like look if you don't know how to kbd in this game you can't play core tekken is that a state is that would you agree with that statement um we define core tech differently remember because yeah. what i did on that stream where i wasn't backdashing i that was core tekken to me that re- react reacting to what your opponent's doing coming up with the counter making making the mind games controlling situations that is that's tech, you know, how the tools you use to do it, whether you want to you whether you want to be a player who doesn't jab at all. Right. If you, if you don't use jazz to do this, you're still playing Tekken. If you don't use your Korean backdash to do this, you're playing, te- you know, you're playing Tekken. You don't have to you don't have to use movement to control ranges to play that game of Tekken. Again, this is it's just not a contradiction. I think I, I, I'll reiterate lowering the floor and raising the ceiling can be mutually exclusive. They can be separate entities from from one another. Um, but right. I, I, but right. you're suggesting but, but attacking, that if, attacking back, yeah, we, we can do we can do that in different ways. But the, the back the backdash itself, the the gate the into the the entire um, meta game that mm-hmm. that that creates like kind of death attacking right. It comes from that backdash, right? Mm-hmm. So like so like in order for you or in, in order for us to kind of take the the branches into. Like the different branches of death that the game has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts, you know, it, it starts with that backdash, right? Mm-hmm. Before that, you're playing tech and you're 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 just learning to you're, you're learning to counter things. Like I said, that's the, you're playing the, you're playing like the core, the fundamental, like the basic game. Mm-hmm. And then you just you get so much, um, so much. Just, I guess ways to there's so many there's so many ways to beat and get get beaten based off of how the backdash cancel works. That if you were if you allowed us to do those things without the, the cancel itself, then the game would lose a lot of it. I mean, this is this is the basketball an- analogy you brought up, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you can't, okay, so you can't can you can you explain that to anyone who might not be familiar? So can, please, that, that was actually okay. um, it's an interesting analogy. I'm not sure I totally agree with it, but okay. please take it away. Um, the the basics the basics of it was just that in order to uh you know to to move, basically move around well in basketball, you need to n- practice your dribbles, right? You need to be able to mm-hmm. uh, control, control the ball correctly, move around, get really comfortable doing that. And there are better players at the game who can do more things. They can run around and, you know, they can, they can drive, to the, you know, drive to the rim a lot easier. They can, uh, you know, handle defenders, shake defenders and all that stuff much easier because of the fact that they have practiced their dribbling. And in Tekken, you, you have a similar tool like that, except it's movement. Okay. I, I, I understand. It's a good analogy. Like, but... Like, okay, so everyone, if you asked a, a, a layman, um, like if you asked, if you answer someone like, okay, you know, basketball, right? Like, you know, dribbling's a part of basketball, right? That they're going to say right. yes. Let's say I go up to your average Tekken player, one of the 6 million people who bought Tekken. It's like, do you know about Korean backdashing? Right. They're not going to know, right? Okay. Uh, like, yeah. imagine, imagine if 
Imagine if the what I'm trying to get at is imagine if the NBA didn't recognize the existence of dribbling, which is sort of what Bandai Namco are doing with the Korean backdash. Imagine, with move, yeah, with the importance of movement in general. Yeah. So imagine if you were penalized every time you, you tried to backdash without Korean backdash. Or, you know, you know what I mean? Like like the, the thing is in basketball, you can you can not dribble, you can just stand still. You know, you can take, you know, you, you can't take another step after you, after you start dribbling and you stop. Mm-hmm. You can just stand still and not move, right? You can do the same thing in tech. The problem is that in, in basketball, in basketball, they tell you that if you want to move around, you have to dribble. Namco does not tell you that if, if you want to, you know, if you want to make more space, you have to create back. The game doesn't have a tutorial. If the game had a tutorial, like all of this would just be so much simpler. I think, I think the one point we definitely agree on is, is like, tra- like, what I'm getting at here is transparency. And we both agree that transparency should be through a tutorial, that tech end should teach players and be open about what it is. And I think that can be done both through tutorial and through game design. And that's, that's, you know, I'm just repeating myself at this point. Um, like Phil, do you have, yeah, but you, want- sorry, sorry. you could do that sorry. for the game design without changing the way, without changing the game. I, it's perfect. Right. That's, that's what, that's what I mean. It'll make, mm-hmm. If you want to make the, find ways to make the game easier without changing the metagame that the players have built because Namco can't make a better, better metagame than Moby Blue. But what is this resistance to change? Like, we, we have been playing Tekken 5 for like, like, since yeah, okay, do you, want Tekken, do you want a Tekken 4? Or do you want a Tekken 4 7.0? Because that's what Namco wants to play. <laughs> and, and you're right like the, the most like you know the direction of the recent balance changes are worrying which is why i think they, they need to do something radical to acknowledge and uh, push forward the importance of movement i think uh, the problem is like with the thing is with the tekken 4 thing the tekken 4 thing made me realize that like messing around with the formula is pretty dangerous mm. It was innovative, but it was also, it kind of sucked because staying up close and just brawling with people is, is boring. Um, it's just, it's not actually that fun. And Tekken, you know, Tekken also had one frame sidewalk, which meant that, the, you know, the game is just your gin against another character who isn't like one of the other one or two characters who can fight him. It's just two, one, one, two, you have to sidewalk, punish them different, slightly different ways a scraper and then maybe if you want to get super crazy you do crouch dash one if you really think they're going to try and sidewalk laser scraper at a stupid time like um <laughs> and it, it's just not deep the game just wasn't deep because you just got into close, up close balls and it was just to one of one of two options it was just jab or, or, or tracking move but i i personally would have thought like oh yeah you should nerf backdash cancel because it's too good like in, in back in tech and tag one I was wrong. Like, it's, it's very possible to have like big unintended consequences. Like, if you buff backwalk, for example, you might end up really hurting certain moves, like like Brian's taunt, for example. Because Brian's taunt to land it in open ground, you almost uh, you need to basically they need to miss something. You need to then taunt in front of them as they do it, right? Mm. Or you do it off a tech roll. If you buff back roll, walk. I mean, you might just get out of that automatically. Steve's down back three two. Uh, lots of these, even Akuma's down down a three, even though everyone hates it. But like mm. this would work if a game with a game with strong backwalk, because so much of down three comes from when someone misses something, and then the Akuma runs up in their face and does down three fireball. Mm. Uh, so it's very hard to avoid unintended consequences. Mm. I do think that the movement should just be better, mm. in part because you know you can say that like the, the in part because. I think the general like direction, the way that moves track and so on and have like big beefy hitboxes in this game, that's a uh, 
the uh, uh, our line, which has gone up over the course of, of the seconds, basically moves get bigger and bigger hitboxes every game. Mm. But how many electrics you can hit in a combo now? You can, well, what is it now? Six? Six without a wall? <laughs> Barely hit three in Tekken 3. Mm. Like, um, the, and, you know, it's just a, a general, like, buffing in hitboxes. There's also, there's a lot of characters where, you know, like I said earlier, there's a big landscape of characters out there for you that will do certain elements of the game for you. So you don't need to necessarily invest as much time in the core, like, parts of the system. Mm. Like, if I don't want yeah. to learn how to backdash, I can pick the characters with super strong defensive options who will do right. it for me. Or if I don't have breakthroughs or any of this other kind of stuff, I can, uh, they will sort of do it for me for like a, a significant amount of like my time. Like I can get to a pretty high level without learning these, like a, as far as things, you know, ranks and things go. Yeah, I can get to a pretty high level without learning these things. Uh, like there's characters which will do defense for you. Characters which will do offense for you. There's characters which will close distance for you. So if you're worried about other people backdashing against you, you can pick characters which will space for you, pretty much. You can pick Claudio. He has a very simple three-way mix-up. Talked about it in the guide. You see running two, uh, forward, forward, <laughs> four, whatever it is, or back one. Back one. Yeah. Even back one will space for you. Like, this character will give you free options to space. There's characters where they have hard-to-step hard running moves, or stances which will send them flying forward and will cover huge amounts of space in a single bound like eliza or kanemitsu um like again mm -hmm. these stances aren't as good in the long run as just running up to someone they have their risks but you know, it's still very dangerous to press buttons on kanemitsu from distance because she's just going to go forward three two and you can't really sidestep it you can't really backdash it yeah just sort of wait until you can play general generic Tekken with this character and then you can just sort of be her because she's a bit rubbish. But, um, but like, uh, so there's this big landscape of characters that are available to, or you could just play like Zafina. Like she's the, the uh, example of what Speedkicks was talking about earlier, which is, you know, she's a character which, who just sort of loads the inconsistencies of Tekken onto your opponent. Mm -hmm. things will not happen to you when you're playing Zafina. Weird things will happen to your opponent all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> this is a common like feature of playing Tekken. You know, we talked about a lot weird interactions, all this kind of stuff. But you know, for Zafina, it will just be something that you know tilts that equation in your direction. All you know, a whole bunch of time. You can so there's a big landscape of sort of potential. I mean, I think when I was talking about Tekken 6 and the way they took it in, it was the, it was the idea that I started to get that Namco was taking this in the direction of an RPG. Mm. And like, there's a lot more, there's a lot of sort of builds which are out there now, which are allowing you to um, do uh, like bypass elements of, of, of the, you know, to, to help you out, not bypass, but to help you out to like, because it's still better in the end to learn how to play proper Tekken. This is why so talks about you know I've talked about you know how Wai Feng is always super good at the beginning of a game and everyone's like oh Feng's top turn no he isn't mm. Feng is always super good at the beginning of the game no he isn't because characters have flowchart offense flowchart defense that allows them to either control or shut down unfamiliar like unfamiliar stuff in a new game but they always end up getting punted out by the end of the game because they're not as good at like basic neutral Tekken as everyone else is. And then everyone's like, oh, I should just play Steve. Mm. But 
Yeah. He's, but there's, uh, there's a lot of different builds you can take to carry, to sort of carry you through Tekken if you're struggling with things. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with back deck cancel, you, if you want to, you know, you could pick Elisa. Elisa has A, super strong backwards movement, buff will randomly miss on her all the time. And, you know, you never have to learn how to press, press forward without pressing a button like for a really super long period of time. <laughs> all you need to do, if, you, if you're like, you have to do for a long period of time if you're playing Elisa is backdash if you want to go backwards. And if you want to go forwards, you'll do one of yeah. four or five huge range like running moves. You have Elisa like, and Elisa. You have a giant, Elisa. You have a giant slide, safe knock down mid, a plus on block high. They're all really fast. Like, yeah. so the game where like is helping people out, I think, in the, what, what helps people out in this game is there's a big landscape of stuff you can pick from. Like, yeah. there's, and I don't think that like having the, I just think that like the, the general movement can also be powerful because this is uh, like makes it it's like having the two things at once makes it mm-hmm. super tough mm-hmm. like having you you not only have to navigate your way around like lots of stuff which will um which is like quite challenging in terms of like movement controlling options but you also don't have like particularly powerful movements to it like if you play dr there are no tracking running moves there are no like Feng and Asuka and and Xiaoyu, to a lesser extent, but like they don't have the same defensive options they do. Feng's back Kemper yeah, is not the you. same. Nothing like she is in Tekken Seven. Uh, the options are just far less powerful, um, both on offense and defense. So it's the fact that like the general movement is weaker, as well as the fact that there's all these like tools. And I'm not necessarily against all of them. Like, I think Claudio makes a lot of sense. Like, he's a character where you're... Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't like, like the character that much. I can, you know, he's a character where it's like, it's your four basic spacing tools. Uh, you have, mm. like, two, two or three... You have, like, two whiff punishes. Super easy to play. Super straightforward. By the way, you're low suck. Off you go. Like, he has, he's been built to, like, yeah. say, if you're, tr- you're struggling with X, play this character. You will have to figure your way around why, which is the fact yeah. that your lows are crap. Mm. Uh, but so I think that in terms of, as I said, you know, backdash cancel, people can win without it. Like top, like high level Koreans can win without it. Mm-hmm. It's something which is an organic offshoot of just how a system works. If you play many, all sorts of, all sorts of games, you will just find yourself trying to cancel things all the time when you're playing other games. Like I moved from Devil May Cry to a sorry, Kitty, I am rambling. Um, I moved from Devil May Cry to like playing another RPG where you couldn't cancel strikes into jumps or rolls or something, and I was just like, ah, oh, suddenly I am feeling crippled. Yeah, backdash cancel is simply a factor of it having an organic movement system where you can cancel things into other things. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice. So I would be be hesitant to change it. Yeah. Uh, apart from just to make it more powerful, because we've had it be more powerful in the past, and it was it was fine then. Yeah, uh, it was it was good, and I think there's a lot more tools for people to play now than there ever used to be in the past. Yeah. You can't, you know, we're struggling with that. There's a lot more for people to play with. Yeah, yeah, um, like just 
just to kind of start wrapping up our thoughts on, on Korean backdash, do you have any suggestions or hopes for movement in future iterations of Tekken? Stop making it randomly get clipped by things. I, I, I would like to go back to... So, that, so that I think, personally, I think um, every, I think the, every Tekken that has had good movement has played differently, right? I think, Tekken, I think Tekken 5 DR is a good game for a reason entirely different than I think Tekken Tag 2 is a good game. There's different things to enjoy about these games. And, uh, you know, you know they, they, they offer different metagames that have different, uh, you know, different layers and there's different, different things to explore. So it's, it's got different types of fun. But whenever they try to, you know, remove, they try to bring us back to base 3D fighter gameplay, which is to, you know, kind of just play an RPS with a lot of options in each other's faces, it's just not fun, right? That's not what, that's not what we don't play Tekken for that. We, this is the reason we play Tekken and not other 3D fighters. It's the reason why nobody plays virtual fighters. It's the reason why nobody plays name and 3D fighter is because, it's because it doesn't have Tekken hats, right? And every time they try to, uh, you know, move the thing that Tekken has, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. There's yeah. a way we can keep it in the, we can keep it in the game and we can also change the way the game, the game is played, right? Tekken 5 plays differently. Tekken 6 plays differently. Tekken 2 plays differently. Tekken 7 plays differently. Um, Tekken 7 has really inconsistent movement. So what would you do specifically then to, to fix that? With what would I do? Okay. Moving um, forward. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Virtual Fighter because I think, I, like, you know, the level of consistency between hitbox interactions and that, I think is something Tekken should aspire to, especially when it comes to sidesteps. Now, I don't think Tekken should take Virtual Fighter sidestep system wholesale, but there Tekken are definitely- Tekken needs to be more consistent. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 yeah, I'm saying, but it used to be, it, like, you, if you could sidestep left, if you could step something left before, you, you would step it. And if you did it, yep. and, you, and you, you timed it after blocking something, you would get the step. If yep. you could do it, if you could go right, it, it would work. And if you couldn't, it would not work. That, that would, that's all, that's the only consistency we need. We, we don't need things randomly tracking based on, oh, you were at range 1.5 and not range 1, so like you were kind of got clipped by the edge of the hitbox, and now you're losing 70% of your health. That's mm-hmm. not cool, because that's the, reason, that's the reason we don't use the movement nearly as much. We only use it like a, as basically a hard read at this point. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, going forward from, from this game, they need to kind of, uh, kind of honestly, they, they need to even out the hitboxes um, as, as far as move ranges go, or move ranges and uh, like tracking goes because everything is a lot more variable uh, than it was previously. Um, before, like in Tekken, if you go back to Tekken Tag 2, right, having a move that has range 2 was not very common, right? It will, it was, most things were between like 1 and 1.5, right? So you, you knew your ranges, you knew where you could, you, or you could get hit by certain things, you would backdash out of them, uh, and you, you could handle most things. Now you're, you could be chilling full screen and like there's one move that might hit you and everything else does everything else doesn't. So you're you're full screen away against like a I don't I don't know uh, I can't even name a character right now Kazuya and he does, you know you you're out of range where literally everything whiffs. You see it you see an animation you want to go for the whiff punish. It's a four or three. You've been counted. <laughs> you know you react you react to that. So then you so then you step out of the four or three range and and now you react to a whiff and you see something you see an animation. Um, you're too far away to whiff on a shit. He whiffs, you whiff, and then you get lunch. You get like, well, it's, well, it's free. That's, that's the interesting thing, thing about Mishimas is that they're sort of like, if brawling and infighting is the dominant play style in, in, in Tekken 7, then Mishimas are kind of outfighters. Their whole game plan revolves around beta whiff to electric. And in a game where you can't backdash and you can't sidestep moves consistently, 
that fundamentally fundamentally doesn't work very well. I mean, you made a video about the speed kicks, about why you can buff Kazuya as much as you like. Yeah, yeah, Kaz- yeah. He's, he's still going to get down forward yeah. one to death by, by, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. by you know, Kazumi. Um, and they've, they've made them stronger in season four. They've made Mishima's sort of viable, but they're still not really winning tournaments anymore through a very brute force method. They've like given, yeah, them, they keep giving them counter more. hits and more damage and more Oki and blah, 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 blah. But it, it's, they've buffed them in a very non-Mishima way. I think what all Mishima players ask for is just, just give me better movement. <laughs> like you didn't yeah, need to give me all the other shit. Uh, if you take away literally every buff you they've given to Kazuya and over over the course check at seven, mm. and then you just make it a game where everyone can move more more consistently, Kazuya becomes a better character. Yeah, yeah, in, in a way that feels more Kazuya. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It gives you more to work with, and, it, and not, he's not just better in a way that's overbearing either. He's better in a way that requires the player to think about how to use his tool. There's, there's more. There's more intelligent options to use with the character. That's all I think anyone wants to take in. So like, yeah. bringing back the, the layer of control that we have with consistent movement where we can say, hey, if I sidestep right now, I can only get hit by these four moves. I know I know these four moves, which one will he pick? If, if, I, if, I, if I backdash right now, I can only get hit by these moves. I know these moves, which one will he pick? If you can, if you can bring back that, level, that, that layer of uh, decision-making and taking, then you can do whatever. You can change the game however you want. As long as long as that is intact, then the game will be good and it'll be different. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well said. Um, like Spag, Phil, like, what are your thoughts on suggestions or hopes for movement in you know future Tekkens? No, it, it's, it's similar to to what Speakick said, man. Like, I feel. I felt like in, in Tekken Tag 2 and, and, and that's the kind of the only game I could really speak of um, because that's where I was competitive um, that there were so, so many situations where I, was, I wasn't I was forced to take a mix-up um, all the time you know uh, the mind game was all there very strong but there was uh, it was more consistent when I felt like I, I could backdash or sidestep um, out of a situation um, but it's extremely extremely hard for, for, for me to do that in this game and I feel like there's so many situations where I just have to take after after just hold something so a buffing movement whichever way they do that um i don't know about the specifics but um yeah i, I definitely would like movement to be more effective in allowing me to to get out of situations or not all the situations i'm not saying make it so that i can sidestep everything and, every, and anything and everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but allow me to get out of some uh, some situations which force me into very very easy um mix-ups for the for, for, for on, on the side of my opponent mm-hmm. and um i think that's going to be tough though moving forward why because um man they added fucking ram in the game <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they added ram, so i don't think any amount of buffing movement is gonna is gonna fix that shit and the oh, funny yeah. thing is that they <laughs> is they actually like they actually knew that Fakaram was really strong and they, they, they did there was a patch where they wanted to fix him and all they did his nerf his movement a bit and they left all the other shit, which I think was the problematic stuff as well. So um, I don't know if the intention on the side of Namco is to actually allow me to sidestep and get out of these situations. Maybe no, because that. they found it too boring on the side of like these Koreans who are able to sidestep block out every situation in Tag 2 and, bef- and before. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, th- they think that they exploited that, that system too much. And now we want to, in- uh, we want to encourage fighting more. Well, we want to Murray said it himself. He murdered right, okay. himself. The movement, movement skewers the games toward good players. That's the, that's the quote we have. So, mm. you know, mm. yeah. I don't know what to make of that. Well, there, there it is, isn't it? I, I, yeah. guess. So, uh, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think it would necessarily be a bad thing, though, if you were to 
to mix a bit of old movement in with the new mechanics with Tekken Te- Te- so There's a lot of things about Tekken 7 that I don't like. You know, the flip over Oki uh, launches hitting grounded uh, and flipping you over. I don't like uh, rage drives being plus, that, the ones that launch being plus. I mean, I was speaking with Doug from Paris yesterday. I feel like he's one of the best thieves in the world. And I was speaking to him actually last uh, this morning. Uh, and he was saying, yeah, man, he's a Steve man. He goes, why the hell does my rage, why is my rage drive plus 15? It's a 14 frame <laughs> rage drive. And it's got the craziest hitboxes. I hate plus it. 15. Like, I hate it. It's so yeah. dumb. It's so, I think every Steve player hates it. We, we win a lot because of it, but it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's all kind of just moving towards encouraging you to just sit there, shut the fuck up and just take a mix up. You get me? And I don't, I don't really like that, man. Uh, me personally. Um, is it fun to watch? Is it more fun for the viewers? Maybe. But um, I, I still don't think it would be detrimental to, to, to buff movement a little bit, whichever way, backdash, um, more space, um, better recovery, sidestep, uh, better recovery as well, uh, and potentially more, more, more ground covered. I think um, it would be it would be pretty good. So yeah, that's 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 my opinion on this. And and let's just allow. I just I don't want to take a billion mix ups on block, man. If I block hey. it down forward one, why should I be in a? Anyway, that's for another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil. Um, um. Yeah. Pretty much. I would just like. I would just like slightly more powerful movement. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be like Tekken five levels. Um. Just. Uh, just a bit better. I mean, especially. Because I play Brian, like, and he, he's a character like, like lots of characters where he's got like Kazuya really, where he's got an incremental buffs every every season. Some of them quite major, really made him that much. Uh, like it hasn't it hasn't changed really who he's good against. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still think he's a very very good character. Uh, but um, like in like. Uh, I don't think he necessarily needed all the stuff that he would. He didn't. Again, he didn't really need all the stuff he he would have gotten in a game with with slightly better movement. I will say, like we've been talking about the uh, skill floor, skill ceiling thing. Tekken Seven was the game where they made back back block, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 So they have Before obviously you know, made some some people want to use more, yeah more like back dashing without dying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just like to see slightly more powerful movement. I think like cues for perfect backdashing, like if you can give like people a uh, like you know if you've cancelled the backdash within one frame, like give them like a little a tiny little visual cue to show like that they've done it correctly. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, just like more powerful backdashing, more powerful sidestepping. There's lots more homing moves. There's lots more running moves. I don't I don't think there's like a big. I don't think you'd suddenly find that you know, the the game would change uh, dramatically. But in general, when games have had powerful defensive movement options, and then people have been like, oh man, this is too this is too good. It needs to be taken away. Like it's rarely been true. Like Soul Calibur had whatever it was, step guarding, was it two G? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this is too good. But like in Soul Calibur 2, but then they took it out in later games and the games were never as competitively populous yeah. after yeah, yeah. that version of the game. Um, you know, backdash cancelling itself when it was first taken out. Um, what was the other one I was going to try and think of? Because movement's um, what ties moves together. Like you can, yeah, yeah. you can create, like you can create depth and a meaningful interf- interplay between two players by just having four moves. And the way you link these four moves with movement is what creates 
like um what is the word it's not uh it's not just death the emergent, game. emergent gameplay that's it emergent yeah. gameplay yeah um, the, way, the, way that you, the way that you said that movement should not uh you know it shouldn't be so hard to just such a difficult thing to learn even though it gets around difficult to learn I, I i think movement should not be so difficult to use without dying in a fighting game the moment, the moment that the moment that you feel like you're limited in how you move your character around the screen, you are significantly limiting the amount of situation, like possible situations and, and g- gameplay, like manipulation that players can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, 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 I like to think of moves as like, you know, movement is like the, the, the delicious sauce that binds together the dry, crusty moves in unique and interesting and expressive ways. So yeah. the, the more you the more you uh, nerf movement, the more you nerf expression, and the more you nerf like player identity. Of course, to yeah. a degree. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, 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 exactly, yeah. Um, like I, I agree with what everyone says. I mean, I, I think I've already said before, like what I, what I think should be done in terms of movement. I think it's uncontroversial that we need a tutorial system or a tutorial mode. Um, and I think tutorials in fighting games in general, it's it's a very um, fertile ground for innovation. I don't think anyone's done it properly. Um, wait, I think they wait. Should... Undernight in, in Guilty Gear has a pretty good tutorial. Uh, I I think it's too booky. I think you should. I think you should try to make um, education uh, entertaining as well as informative. And I think it's just it's a bit too sterile. To be honest, the Undernight in Birth. Oh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a podcast on just a tutorial. Of course, yeah. The tutorial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, figure it out, guys. I, I think, for example, if, and a recent example, if you look at Strive, the command list is amazing because each move um, <clears throat> they have a they have a little movie of how the move is used in context and a description of when to use it and how to use it. Imagine if they that was in Tekken. Doesn't have to be for all your moves, but like they pick the 10 key moves for each character and you, you had a little description in, in the command list when to use it and how to use it, how much more approachable Tekken would be. Um, that, that, like it, it would be night and day. Um, so yeah, I think having better tutorials and just education is, is not even a luxury. It's a necessity at this point. Um, as I said, I'd like them to look better um, I think that's pos- important for like a positive feedback loop from the player. Now, as for the other suggestions, like, you know, the first half should be faster and the, the, the delay afterwards should be shorter. Those might be shit ideas. I'm not a game developer and like game development's not a cut and dry process. Sometimes you throw in an idea in and it turns out to be rubbish. Um, but I do think that um, I just want to see Bandai Namco um, acknowledge openly, transparently, the importance of movement and turn it into a feature, like turn the, the, the cancelling into a feature in the same way that combos started as a glitch and then were adopted to a feature. I want to see Bandai Namco do the same, but with movement, like embrace what your game is. It's a 3D fighter that has an incredibly expressive, unique movement system. Embrace it. Make okay, it. okay. I, Own it. What, did, what, would they get out of, what would they get out of doing that? I'm trying because now because now I'm thinking about it. Right, the mo- the moment that Namco says like you know, hey, you have to back dash is the moment that everyone says, yo, this game is too hard. Right, all the all the, the, the that, not the people who not the pe- so people who would sit down and watch a podcast about people talking you know talking about the game for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but the but the random guy random Joe on the street who bought the game and he loaded it up and he played single player 
And by the fifth mm-hmm. mission in the single player, it was telling him to backdash cancel. He's like, what is this? Hey, there's, there's always going to be a, like the majority of fighting game players are always going to be people like, you know, six million people bought Tekken 7. And the vast majority just like to play around story mode, mash buttons and have fun with the lore, the story, the world. Like, that's why I also think those elements of it should be much better in future iterations of Tekken. That's always going to be there. But if you give players a clear roadmap through both game design and tutorials, then you're going to get a higher percentage of those casual players graduating into intermediate and into advanced, you know, People who buy DLC, people who buy merchandise, people who pump nickel into arcades. Well, not anymore anyway. People who, who pay money to go to your tournaments and buy tickets and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, but the, but the back the back that chance is a pretty pretty hard, uh, or it's like, it's like a pretty hard line, right? Where it's like if you're a nerd, you're going to do this regardless of how it's presented to you, and if you're not, you're going to be like this game sucks, and you're going to turn the game up. Well, that, that's why I think mm-hmm. that it, it, there's also a bit of importance in um, making fundamental movement easier. Um, yeah, but, but, but that's we disagree on that. I know, I know, and I acknowledge that that might be a shit idea and it might lead to horrible consequences and it might be an objectively worse game for it. I, I'm not a game designer and I don't know what that could be. Like in Tekken 4, they intended to make it more brawly because that's what players wanted and they had good intentions. Game developers always have good intentions, but it might not always work out that way. I, I fully acknowledge, Speakix, that my suggestions might be rubbish in practice. Right. I just I just think that the 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 core the game that the the game that tech of Tekken that we watch and we play and we you know you know players compete in and the game that tech the game of Tekken that sells to six million people mm. are two different games and I think that And I think um, they should be merged actually. I think they should try and, to and and, 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 that's, and that's what I'm saying. I I don't think either game appeals to the other side. I don't think I don't think the brawlies, you know, the brawly match, he's kind of scrubby, you know, scrub Tekken appeals to the nerds who want to move around. And I don't think the concept of learning, learning to move around and like spacing out and like with punishing all that stuff. Sure. Appeals sure. to people who just want to sit down and like and, some buttons. And I don't think you lose any casual players by offering that on the table by, by being transparent about it, but you have something to gain. You have nothing to lose, but you have a well, lot to gain. A, 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 a tutorial can be what you, what you call a bookie, right? Because if you're, an, if you're a bird, if you're a nerd looking for the book, then you are. Then you can go to tutorial. It shouldn't be a book. I think it, I always. I always thought tutorial mode should be ingrained into the single player, um, and they should be, um, you know, entertaining as well yeah, infor- yeah, as informative. Exactly. This is a huge and, other can of worms that that like. Yeah, and, and that's where that's where you yeah. come into the 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 the, part, the problem of it being two different games, though, right? Where mm-hmm. like, hey, this guy this guy bought the game and he's playing single player, and now the game is asking him to create a backdash. Uh, well, it's, it's, he doesn't want to do that. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's not so forcing it, you though. It it's not forcing you. you. It's, it's just offering you that that path if you want to take it. And since the path is clearly visible, some players will see that road and walk down it. But you're not forced to walk down that road and, to and enjoy the game. That's what that's you what lose. A nothing. Bookie tutorial is right. Where it's just an option in the it's an option in the menu. Hey, go to them. If you if you if you sit down and play the game and you're like, hey, I w- I'm losing people online. I want to get better at the game. You you go to the menu. Oh, hey, tutorial. Oh, hey, Korean back. Oh, this is cool. I can yeah. do this to to make space. You know. Like, yeah, and yeah. I and I and I totally agree that there should be. Like, I'm not sure what you're disagreeing with me on here. Like, uh, I, no, no, no. I just the 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 i the idea of I think you know, um, integrating the that second. I I think if I think if you show the casual the 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 casual one of one of six million people mm. the the. the you think they'll be the, they'll be scared the, away? The entry, the entry gates to higher level tech, and they're like, "This this is what this game is. This game sucks." 
I don't think so at all. I think they'll still be enticed by the cool-looking characters and the big sparkly effects and the meaty impact. That's like that that road being presented. It's not going to, you know, think. Oh, this game's for nerds. Video games for nerds. I don't want See, this. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. The, the, the reason, I, the reason I disagree with that is because um, when the game had less, be, be, when when the game when the game had less before you learned those elements of the game, that was the problem. The, the 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 reason the reason the game sold so much now is because people are allowed to not learn this uh, stuff and feel like they are able to play the game. Uh, are you arguing against transparency? Because I think that's one of the reasons why MOBAs, for example, are so big that that they're very very transparent about changes that they that's, make and how the game is played and what high level play is and like in their patch notes they don't always they don't always follow the um the requests of their fan base but they always explain changes for example. <laughs> That, that's the, that's the, that's the opposite of what mobiles are known for. The problem, the problem with mobile, the mobile players themselves always talk about how do we make it easier to watch? There's so much information I can't tell. I can't tell anyone how to watch a mobile. I can't even explain to people how to play a mobile um, without telling them you have to play, right? Like you have you have to kind of get into it. You have to kind of like learn learn thing. Is there's too there's too much in mobiles to to be communicated that that way. And there's no there's no real like good tutorial. Everyone laughs about the League of Legends tutorial. Like the 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 games are popular not because of that. They're, that's like they're popular in spite in spite of that. Um, and I think, you know, the, the, the reason the, the, what allows fighting games to survive, even though the gameplay doesn't naturally attract as many people as the mobile gameplay does, is the fact that you can just kind of hop on and mash and not know any of that stuff and, and think that you're playing the game correctly. Yeah, I, I agree. I think one of the reasons why um, fighting games will never be as popular as MOBAs or first-person shooters or any team-based game, the main reason is that your loss is all on you. Yeah. And that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Um, Like occasionally in in a team based game, even if you're an absolute beginner, you'll beat players much more experienced than you. And that that's that allows you to play longer. Right. Like like in fighting games, it's brutal when you first start trying to learn a a fighting game. You're you're in for months and months of just you lose, you lose, you lose game over, you lose. Um, So I think it's really important for. A priority for fighting game developers should be to recontextualize loss. Um, I mean, have you got have you played a game called Hades? No. Okay, so in Hades, death, game over, loss is a part of the game. Yeah, when you lose, you're kind of resurrected, and the the game acknowledges that you died, mm-hmm. and it carries on as is. Yeah. Um, like you're not punished for losing it's an accepted fact in fact you have to lose a bunch of times yeah i'm not saying fighting games have to uh, embrace that particular approach but they should work at trying to make loss a part of the package openly because that's what fighting games are you have to lose they have to try and sweeten the loss pill yeah like imagine if when you lost a match in tekken you got some feedback like, hey, maybe you should try to, you, 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 you got counter hit a lot there. You're pressing too many buttons or something like, I mean, it does, right? When you get counter hit, you get a big like zoom in the game's like, hey, stupid, you got counter hit by Steve back one. You, yeah, you shouldn't be bad. You feel really bad about it. No, one of the reasons, like one of the reasons players lose motivation because they don't understand why they're losing. They don't understand what a frame trap is. They don't understand what, what whiff baiting is, what a whiff trap is. Yeah, if the game explained that to you, like afterwards, but that's, but that's have to like recontextualize asking, that's like, that loss. But, 
but that that's like asking chess a chess set to include you know a d- detailed strategy of a specialized opening or something right like the Sicilian defense like that this is, this is stuff that players came up with right this is this is just a combination of me- of mechanics of the game um as far as far as you know with 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 but, dating like, again, and frame traps and all and all that stuff this, this, this is, chess this technology is, is weird because Tekken is is inherently a very complex game with lots of like multi, like thousands of tiny singular rules, and chess is a very simple game with you can teach the rules in five minutes. Tekken, you need <coughs> five like five days to to teach all the rules. Look at the throw no, break system. No, no, Look at the no, throw break don't. system. Generic throws can be broke with one or two, except for command grabs. Um. Oh wait, hold on. Except for back turn throws. Oh, what about king? Like that's one tiny facet of this game. Then Okizeme, then movement. Then like, it, it, there's so much to Tekken. Okay, uh, okay, and it, it's not a simple so game have, to pick okay. up. You have you have the base mechanics of, of Tekken, right? You have the low parry. You have the side set. You know, you have you have um, your throw breaking. You have you know the high mid low system where you duck if you if you duck into a mid you eat everything else. If you duck high, it, it whips. Everything else is just a combination of those mechanics. I don't agree with that. I think there is, is lots, of, gra- there's lots that, of granular that, 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 little rules. Lots yeah, of people. The back, the, the back dash, yes, the back dash, the back dash cancel is a combination of the movement canceling mechanic. Right? It is when you when you move when you back dash, you're allowed to cancel any other movement to another or any other any movement to another movement. Right? That that combination, the combination of those mechanics is what created the back dash cancel. Right? The con- what you're what you're talking about with uh, Okazemi, right? When you get knocked down, like <laughs> you getting mixed up on wake up is a combination of the base mechanics of the of of, of the, the high, mid, low, and the unblockable the unblockable thing. They all everything in the game stems from the, the 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 fundamental like base mechanics that you learn really quickly in the game. The problem is that you have to have a lot of experience with the game in order to see those combinations, to understand the patterns and, and to do all that. And that is the same as like learning a basic opening in chess. It's the same as learning like, you know, um, yeah, how, a, a specific play in, in basketball when, when, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when your team is coming up and you're uh, dribbling the ball up court and you know where everyone stands, all that stuff. The, what you can do with the base mechanics is not the same as uh, you know, a core base mechanic. Mm. And so the game should teach you the base mechanics and everything else is up to you to figure out. Do you guys agree with that? Phil? Spag? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's nah, there's a ton of there's a ton of stuff in Tekken to learn. Like, there's really a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, this is yeah, but there's combinations. It's not. I mean, it's not really. You can't just be like, here's four systems. You can learn them in five minutes. Here's the. There's just there's just tons of weird stuff. Like, okay, okay, okay. Name, there is um, there are a ton of like little things that are like kind of weird and you have to learn. Like, for example, when like if you I I I, I make this example because I told Leffen once and he was like, "How the fuck was I supposed to know that if if someone didn't tell me?" When you press a button, your hurt box expands and you're actually more susceptible to getting hit and stuff. Yeah, there's there's stuff like that. But I think what Speaker's saying is that the fundamentals, like you know, which can carry you a long way. Um, just uh, they, you know, they're they're quite simple, isn't it? The same way that you know, chess. It's, is. it's a pretty organic. It's a pretty organic game. You can learn it by playing, mm. and mm. Uh, you know, the, every, there's everyone's seen like there's always going to be some like ten thousand move, ten thousand win Paul or Dragonov online who's yeah. just sort of learned the game just by banging that out, and you know, right. the equivalent of ATM back in the arcades, <laughs> but. I don't think it's like the set, like the as I said, things like the throw break system are not particularly uh, coherent, coherently designed 
things like in like uh, the sidestep the system is organic enough people are still going to be very weirded out as to why they why they like were able to sidestep x move and weren't able to sidestep y move when it looks almost exactly the same um i don't know like just lots of i don't know there's just lots of yeah, weird I, stuff I, yeah, like how do you explain brian's taunt from like a mechanics perspective this this reminds so i had a i had when i was learning the game I had a list of properties to look out for. That 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 was this is how I this is how I figured out the game. This is how I digested the game, right? It was um if I got hit by something and I didn't know how to beat it, the things I would check would be the like the frames, like the speed, you know, like the speed and recovery. Um and then after that it was, you know, the hit the hit property, like high, mid, low, to, you know, if it's low, you could parry, if it's high, you can duck it. Um and then the the hitbox itself, right? So the range of tracking, if I can backdash it or if I can sidestep it. Mm. And everything else is just a, anything you need to learn. That's all you need to learn to know how to beat things in tech. Yeah, that's all you need to know to get started, but it's not the same as like a systemic understanding which will allow you to know like why you're getting hit by that, that, Brian's that unblockable or why when you tech roll in this situation, you will get up back turned. Like... Oh. The hit, the hit property. The, okay, okay. The technical like, like, situation. Like, um, this, this is the the, the whole. Um, that is weird. Yeah, I, honestly, like, I agree. I agree with that one because that the the tech the tech situation. The the way Elki works in, in this game, where you like if you're if you're sidewalled and you and you tech roll with someone sidestep behind you, that's stupid. But when you get hit by it, you know why you got hit by it. Then that's in second six. You're 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 back. Nina, you're back Nina and Nina right. and Chow, you've been. You know, Jay, you have been infinite comboing people since stack. But, but, that, but that's what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. No, by, by analyzing the situation, right? You can tell I got hit by Brian's unblockable because it is a it is a mid, and his hit property is unblockable. It's not a, it's, you know it's, it's it's a mid unblockable, and and I know I know these things, and I was in range of the attack, so I you know, I was in range of the hitbox, and so I got hit by the thing. You can analyze it. You can analyze any situation with just those on those fundamental mechanics. You can understand anything. Just need to know the hit, the hit, the hitbox. I still think there's, there's a bunch. There's a bunch to learn about, like you know, there's like the wall combo system. Like, so you got to be like hits are free when you're up here, but you know, once your feet hit the ground, unless they're down here, in which case you have one hit less, or hits stun. Your your spacing, like your sorry, your air pushback will be changed by the more hits you do in the combo, but the amount of hits you do on the wall won't, blah, 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 blah. Like, there's a lot of, like, like there's, there's, small there's a lot of interlocking systems in tech and deck, and they're generally, they're, like, quite... I, 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 quite I, agree, I, agree, I agree with what you're saying. And that, I that's, why, think, that's why, I, when I was speaking, I was talking about the core, the core what I define as the core gameplay, so that it has to go back to the definition okay, of core, yeah, yeah, the yeah, core yeah. gameplay, which is about learning how to beat things. You know, learning how to, you know, learning how to beat the things your opponent's doing. Those are, that's all you need. Everything, there's a a billion little weird uh like you said like combo like combo specifics right like if you if you want to know how to optimize your combos and stuff like that and that's why the game needs a tutorial on those things right it needs to tell you how to combo it needs to tell you how, it needs to tell you how the wall system works it needs to tell you how the how the base mechanics of the game works but then when you when you have the base mechanics of the game everything else is just under just looking at a situation and, and using what you know about the base mechanics to, to figure it out yeah i think I game you game is a tutorial yeah, I think we all agree on that, like almost unanimously. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, is there anything else um, you guys want to add 
to this discussion. I mean, we're kind of opening up the depth versus complexity, depth versus stuff thing here, which is an interesting topic, but probably needs another. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been going on for a while. Huh? We've been going on for a while. Yeah, it's like almost four hours. But um, well, just one more thing, innit? I want to ask: Do you guys actually think? Because you know, it's all well and good that we're sitting here talking about it. But do you actually think that Namco wants movement to be buffed at all? That they want no. us to be able to move around and do stuff? No, no, they no. hate us. They, we're, ner- we're nerds. And they, we're nerds that we complain too much. People who like movement too much, uh, they complain too much on Twitter. But the people who don't like it, like they just enjoy the game. So if we were if we were all gone and we hated the game, they would they would have a much easier time. Tekken Six, Tekken Six nerfed movement and was more popular than Tekken Five. Tekken Tag was more movement heavy at least than Tekken 6 and people hated it. Tekken 7 is incredibly popular and has nerfed movement again. I don't really see there's much for a reason why they're going to make it particularly better. I would like mm. them to though. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hope Springs Eternal. I mean, I'm imagining whatever's next, probably Tekken 8. I mean, are you guys imagining it's just going to be more of the same Tekken 7? Oh, it's going to be yeah. worse. Uh... Imagine, I mean, we. Yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? I think it's gonna be terrible. But let's let's see what this new character, this Polish president lady, is is like, because that will really give us an, an inkling and uh, a look into what their intentions are moving forward. If it's anything like Fakram, if she has like a down forward one, which I have to hold another mix up, yeah, <laughs> which is not just a high and a mid. Like high and mid's fine, yeah, but. If, if she has a hell sweep or something from her down forward one or a 13 frame mid or 12 frame mid where I have to hold the mix up, then I think that we get a pretty good idea of what direction they're going in with, um, with, with the game. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For yeah, sure. That's why Libra made me retire. The last thing I did before I, I, I retired was uh, I lad Leroy and I went through his, I went through his move list and I was just... I. I thought they were joking, you know. I, 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 thought, I thought I was like in a part of a joke, but like you know, it was it was serious. And then I watched like Evo Japan, and I'm like, oh, they knew this was going to happen. There's no way they didn't know this was going to happen. They gave them a, they gave them everything, and like yeah. no flaws. And I was like, I'm disillusioned. All right, this, this game is they made this, they made this game for for children, and you know they want people to have fun sitting down mashing buttons. And I am a, I am I look stupid sitting here trying to take it seriously. So I'm going to go ahead and bow out. Yeah, I I'd agree that the recent recent design and balance and gameplay choices haven't been well received and understandably so. I, I still think Tekken's Tekken Seven's a great game, actually. I, I, I know there are so many flaws to it. I still love the game fundamentally though. I, I, I like we are focusing on the negatives here and like I, you know, it's still a deep game, despite all the issues with it. Mm. Um and yeah, I just want whatever's next to be um Better, I guess. I mean, do you does, do you guys agree that Tekken Seven is a good game? Yeah, I, I like it. it. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. guys, thank you so much. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, Thank you so much for your time, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, um, it, um, you know, SpeakX, I've, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you for challenging me on these topics. And I know we didn't mm-hmm. agree, but it's been a great talk. So thank you. Yeah, it was funny. Time, awesome, thank you yeah. for having me on. No, absolute pleasure. Um, Phil, great times as always. 
um and spag hey great stuff as always man so um <laughs> that was it for wave dash 22 um and we'll catch you next time i think i'm not gonna spoil what the next time is uh take care everyone